This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Celtic 2, Hibs 1, League Cup final day. Starting lineup was Hart, Jovanovic, Carter, Starfeld, Taylor, McGregor, Tomlin, Logic, Abada, Janssen, Kyogo. Subs, Bain, Scales, Beaton, McCarthy, Shaw, Montgomery, Rallison, Welch and Morford. Terms, was there any kind of changes you would have done to this start line up today, considering the, the game will get more into the game later on? Um, the only one I was surprised with, Paul, was, was, was Ralston at that. That was, that was the big surprise for me. Other than that, pretty much the, the team nearly picks itself. Obviously, once Kyogo was fit, um, there was no one really for the left wing, so obviously Johnson played. And in fairness, I'm not his biggest fan, but he didn't he didn't he didn't play too badly today. To be fair to him, but Ralston would have been the only one that was I was really surprised with. The rest of them, as I said, it, it kind of picks themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. Mark, I think that, that just going by the first half, first uh, the 25th minute, uh, Tomble goes off another injury, but it's just the intensity that Ange has the players on. These injuries are happening a lot at, at the moment, aren't they? Hamstring injuries, they're pulling up the players. Is that down to the lack of depth in the squad, Mark, that he doesn't have time to rest these players and that's why they're picking up these injuries because of that as well? Well, I think that may be part of it, Paul, because players only maybe getting as much rest time as they ideally would if they had a stronger squad or even a lot more players available. But I've said it before, but Andrew said he's not going to change his his way of training and the way you, the intensity of training and the intensity of playing so it's just up to these players to get up to the level of fitness that they can do it and as we, you've said get some air bodies in the door so that maybe no playing as regular I felt mm-hmm. hard sorry for Turnbull today and to be honest I thought the television whatever, the director or whatever it was I thought they were a bit out of order kept zooming into the young guy he was sitting there he was, mm-hmm. I mean, he was visually upset that he came off and the camera kept zooming in on him. I didn't think that was very, very fair on him. It's, it's really uh, the way the way football has gone, Mark. I mean, we we, we saw the, the opportunity championships this year as well with Ericsson when the freaking cameras didn't stop rolling know, either. That was disgusting. I mean, wasn't it? I mean they, that was... they, they, they shouldn't really be going on to players, Mark. That that are injured. You know, I mean, they should go to maybe. Core commentary or something like that, like put the cameras on then. The game was ongoing, Paul. So there was no Mm -hmm. reason to keep going. I mean, they'd done it maybe half a dozen times. They kept going back to Turnbull sitting. You know, I mean, as I said, the guy was sitting breaking his heart greeting because he would have talked to him. Terence, the the first half was like, it was was more 
kind of Celtic were in control. Like there wasn't kind of chances really for kind of both sides in in that first half. It was the first half we expected. Like Celtic would come to the game, Hibs might sit back, you know. Yeah, well, it, it was very much like that, Paul. I mean, Celtic had all the ball, but like in a lot of the games, they didn't really have a huge amount of clear cut chances. I think Starfield had a great chance from a, from a corner. He, he made a pretty poor effort for a header. But, like, we didn't really, wasn't really testing the Hibs keeper. Like, loads of possession, loads of movement, loads of good passing. But just that final, that final ball in, you know, we were, we were, we were certainly struggling. Um, and, like, it was, to me, it was chalk and cheese first half and second half. It was worlds apart the way the, the way the two, the two sides played. But I definitely thought Celtic were very much in control in the first half. But at the same time, without, without really creating an awful lot of chances. I can't recall the Hibs keeper having too many too many saves to make in the first half of home, to be honest, you know what I mean? Nor nor Joe Hart obviously, but I, I can't really you know, it was it was just a lot of possession play more than more than creativity, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Would you go along with that mark with the first half? Like it was kinda of more Celtic in control and Hibs more more or less kinda of containing Celtic. I agree with it terms you saying we we dominated Paul, but we didn't really didn't make it's a kind of story a lot of our games really into it we're not kind of turning the domination into goals and things like that I think the first half was a bit of a, bit of a dead rubber game today but the second half I thought both teams came out and played well I really did mm-hmm. just moved to the second half it was the 50th minute uh, a corner uh, Stafford loses his man uh, another set piece uh, Celtic controls Terence but but when you're looking at it, like you would nearly expect your heart to come out for this ball as well, Terence, wouldn't you? You know, it was the same against Ross County. Could he have come out for that ball against Ross County as well? I, I probably looking at it, Paul. The one in the Ross County is probably a better delivery, and maybe I'm, yeah. I was a bit harsh on him. But I definitely said it. I said it on the live chat as well. Like he definitely has to come for that ball because mm-hmm. because your man O'Halloran gets the run on Starfield and he's not strong enough to block it. Um. But I definitely, I definitely think that Joe Hart should have, should have, should have come to people because the ball was in the air for a long time. It wasn't what the Ross County one was more whipped in. This was more, I won't say it was floated in, but it was certainly in the air for a long, long time. And I mm-hmm. definitely thought Joe Hart should have, should have, because when the guy, when the guy's heading it, heading it, he's, he's like he's at the, the edge of the six-yard box, if not even in the six-yard box. So yeah. I mean, you really would expect the keeper to come now, and. Well, no way am I trying to be critical of Joe Hart because some of the saves he pulled off today were fantastic. But oh, brilliant. just, yeah, brilliant. just in, that, in, that, in that moment, for that specific incident we're talking about, I do think that he could have, he could have, he could have come and, and challenged because also I think when he, if he does come and challenge like that, the defender's going to see him coming as well, and maybe the defender's going to, I not necessarily take his eye off the ball, but it, you know it's. It might put a little bit of doubt in the defender, defender as well coming for the header like. Especially know? two turns when when we know uh, how brave Joe Hart Hart is. Like he he puts his body on the line. So many times we said we saw against Ross County last week. He put his body in the line with with two magnificent saves. You know, and he put his body in the line today with magnificent. Like Hart is a, yeah. is a is a big bloke. Like you know what I mean? You know. Oh, he's he's without no. Is there, is there, and I, I doubt there very much is, but is there, a, is there an instruction from whoever powers to be that listen, don't, don't come flying off your line for, for crosses? I, I, mm-hmm. I doubt it very much. He's, he's seventy five. Surely that's he, up to the keeper, the safety to decide that. 
I was looking back to to some of his stats and that came across one of his weaknesses is corners and crosses he he doesn't seem to to come from no. and with Joe Hart being a, a big lad you would expect that from him like you know what I mean you know and it's something probably he's maybe I know he's a, a, he's old enough he should but it's something he's probably going to need to get a bit better at even at his age Paul because I mean Carter Vickers and Starfield are the most dominant in there. No, no. So um, do you need that kind of kind of keeper for me if you're playing with kind of mm-hmm. smaller, uh, height, smaller and height kind of centre backs? And and that's why Mark I said it. I know it doesn't make sense what I said, but that's why I you know because you watch in in a, in a number of games where we have conceded from crosses. Some sometimes the the, the goal scorer is at the at the six yard box or inside the six yard box, and you kind of mm-hmm. kind you kind of go, why why didn't he come for? I know there's going to be times if he comes and he misses and everyone goes, well, why did he come? But at the same time, if you stand on the line and and continue to allow fellas to attack it from the six-yard box and in, the chances of saving it are going to be so, so slim. It's going to be unbelievable. And no, I, nine nine times out of ten, if there's any physical contact as well, turns, it goes in favour of the goalkeeper. Out. Yeah, it's a free out. But, but as well too, Mark, I think that if, if the keeper's charging like that and the, the, uh, the, the attacker's going in and he sees him, you're going to get attackers. They're going to put, have one eye on the keeper and one eye on the ball because, if the, as you said, if the keeper makes any contact with them or platters them, one more times than not, it's going to go the way the goal, goal the goalkeeper. They're going to get a free out. Of it. As I said, I've been very critical of Joe Hart in that instance. I don't mean to be, but other than that, like he was fantastic again. Like, but it's just it's something another, I've seen. Like, it's, it's another concern, though, Mark, isn't it? Like that, the the only goals we seem to be conceding it's from, from set pieces are uh, really as so it's continue. No, for a long time, like you, you, you can't say it's. Um, okay, please, well, Paul, I know, back. Well, it's, it's a I whole know, new backline. Like, do you know what I mean? I know the Hibs, you know? the Hibs boy done Starfield with the goal, but so I mean Starfield was marking him obviously, but it's still not clear whether they're actually using man marking or zonal marking, Paul. Mhm, mhm. It seems I don't. It seems to be some kind of weird mix of the two. Just be, Mixed it all uh, like, yeah. my point, I mean, so maybe, Mark, Mark, and some do zone uh, kind of thing like Maybe some of the other guys like are a wee bit more new stuff on the tactics, so no better than me. But it's just, it's just like somebody's marking, marking men, but other men are marking just areas, kind of thing. It definitely needs to be something. that it wasn't one of Starfield's best days in the Celtic jersey today Mark did no, he lose the head of it or was the occasion too big for him did the pressure get to him of the final do you think because something happened to your heart today Mark he was you said Joe Hart oh, yeah. you, no you said Joe Hart there Paul Starfield yeah. Michael Stewart said that does does Stafford not like being manhandled and we saw we saw that with Julian as well that he doesn't like the physical player up against him I, you know, I just think maybe he just did a bad game, Paul. I mean, for yeah. I mean, for months, for, 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 for weeks, you know what I mean? Maybe, I mean, 
maybe the occasion did get to him, maybe it was nerves, but maybe he just had a bad game, it happens. Mm. I mean, I don't, uh, don't, don't think you can write him off, I've seen messages already. Not at all, not at all, not at all, that's what I'm saying, that's why I asked, like, was the depression, like, you know what I mean? Because when he came in, Mark, people were writing him off, you know what I mean? And he, he's had a great run and it's well, his first time for Celtic, like, you know what I mean? Well, and start, the pressure could get you then as well, Mark, you know what I mean? I mean, you that know? start you read the other night, Paul, was it? You said that it was something... 48 out of 50 jewels he won, yeah? Ah, but the amount, even won, the, yeah. like, the amount of games, the amount of clean sheets we had that he'd yeah, played in. Yeah, in October, yeah, yeah. You know? But that's what I'm saying. Like, did, like I, I think it was more the occasion. Like, Martin, if if you think of it, like, and, and, and Terence, I'll ask you the same question. Like, like for a lot of these boys, this is their first final in, in a Celtic shirt. Like, you were Rallison, practically his first final. Mickey Johnson was probably his first final in in, in the short mark. Like Ivanovic, you know what I mean? You, you had a lot of. It's a new team. Like, and it's the, of course the pressure is going to be on a mark considering such to rebuild that, that they have and how they come the last six months in Sanchez here. Some players have only been here five months or four months. You know what I mean? Oh, it's a fantastic achievement, Paul, to win the first... I'm serious about your own about the performances individuals list. I mean, for the state we were in, see, see the mm-hmm. date came out, Eddie Howe wasn't he coming, coming here. It was to the state we were in at that point, to where we've come today, to win the first trophy of the season, we're still on the coattails in the league. And I'm delighted for that today. I mean, really, we could have asked for anything more, Paul, really. The last, uh, the last Cups we won, uh, I'm not I'm not saying the league, no, just the, 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 the domestic Cups themselves. Like This has to be one of the biggest achievements that Celtic have won, considering where we were seven months ago. No manager, uh, director of football, non-existent, or CEO walks out of the club. The club was in turmoil and players that had left. The, uh, like, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, it's a are, brand new team. It really is. You know, uh, even sorry, Paul. Going to what Mark is saying, I know he's saying back as far as the start of the season. I go, I go as far as to say even the Hearts game. If you look at the difference from where we come from, even the Hearts yeah. game, the amount of but like the amount of guys that weren't even there that were on the pitch today after the Hearts game, it's a phenomenal achievement by end. It's absolutely unbelievable thing. It was there was no Joe Hart there. There was I don't think Kyogre was there. Starfit was literally just in the door. You know, it's it's an unbelie it's an unbelievable achievement to where he's come from. And that was that was like the the first league game they were and they were all, we were still all over the place at that stage. And he's 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 transformed it from that to winning the first to winning the first of the season in in no amount of time. And he's transformed the side. It's it's, a, it's an unbelievable achievement. If, if, I mean, see, honestly, if, Terrence, if somebody said to you we would win the League Cup, would you would have been like, ah, oh, I can't see it. Really, wouldn't you? Can you, like, it would be kind of too much too soon kind of thing, Mark. Uh, that was the kind of thing I would have thought. But I just tell him, it's some achievement. If that was an Eddie Howe or someone that we had brought in, or a big name manager, people would be going, do lally over him, going, oh, he's an unbelievable manager, he's tough, that's... This, no one. This it's Angel's done this like it's not a it's not a, it's not a Eddie Howe not a it's not a whoever you want to Benitez or whatever these other managers were linked. It's it's Angel's done that and like for him to have done, for him to have done that and achieved what he's achieved 
it's it's staggering. It's absolutely staggering. The press kind of sneered down their nose at eyes the same way they, they did with Ronnie. Make it oh, yeah, a, make him saying, a kind of joke figure kind of thing. He won't last for Christmas. But see, we've seen for I mean, we, well, we know that it kind of got to Ronnie a bit, but Ange, you know, that's not going to happen. They can try all the main games that they want, and Ange's too long in the tooth to fall for things like that. Mm-hmm. He's a typical Australian, though, when it comes to that, Mark, because you, you sometimes, if you ever watch other sports and you see an Australian and they're interviewed, like a lot, it's, they don't, they don't take any bull in a lot of them don't when it comes to questions and things. And, and Ange, like Ange, some of his answers that he's had in the in the interviews all through the season, like in October, saying, "Oh, I thought you told me to see. I thought you told me the league was over." And just just the way he he's able to answer all the questions, he puts so many supporters back in their or the reporters back in their back. kind of Alex Ferguson, Mourinho type yeah. of kind of attitude towards the press, didn't he? Oh, 100, yeah, hundred percent, and he but. But he answers everything. It's he, the way he speaks. He, it's so professional. It's so good, and he must he must breathe confidence into the players to have a guy like that. That's so like when he's. I imagine when he speaks, you listen. He he, he gives off that aura of, of a kind of a guy that everyone around him and like there's no doubt about it. Everyone has everyone has definitely kind of gone in behind as uh, the angel ball, if you want to call it that. But like it's just everything about the man comes across so. So so good, like you know. Breed, I mean? Terence, don't they? It's breeding into the team, like his positivity, <laughs> his non-stop attitude is is breeding in, in this. It's breeding confidence. It's breeding everything. Yeah. Like even you, even you see the interview after the match. Like he's delighted to won it. His whole thing is yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Okay, we we need we need to move on to the next one. That's that's what he was basically saying. Like that's what you get from these top. That's what, like that's what you get as Max and Alex Ferguson kind of fellow going. Yeah, we're delighted we won. It's brilliant. But he, his mindset is already on. Okay, we've, this is ticked off. I need to go again. We need to go again. Like it's brilliant. Mark, I suppose when when the Hibs goal went in, I suppose every Celtic support was going, "Geez, here we go again, another set piece." But like a minute and a half, two minutes later. Uh, what a reaction by Celtic, Mark, and Kyogo again, Mark. He just shows, Mark, how important he is to this Celtic team, doesn't he? Oh, there was different class today. Put a, 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 he put in a lot of effort in the first half, but didn't really get much change. But in the second half, he, he ran that Hibs defence ragged, and his two goals were his two goals were quality, real, real quality goals, especially the second one. Roderick's quick thinking there like the Hibs were asleep and, and Kyogo do what he does best running off the last man they just couldn't keep up with him there was no way that they were going to stop Kyogo there if somebody down in the public scoring that goal the day Paul they're raving about it mm-hmm. do you get what I mean it'll be, it'll be, uh, exactly because it's I mean I, I worry about heart that happening to heart because he spends so much time outside the area because I mean, I was never a, the most skillful player, but I know that's got to be one of the hardest things to today to judge. Mm-hmm. Like the quick thinking, Mark. Like there was no, there was no stopping or thing. It was like willing no, inches. Like that's Yogi knew what he was going to do. Like, do you honestly, Paul, see if that was a, maybe a, like you're running the most Scottish striker. They're bringing the ball down and trying to beat the keeper. 
Yeah, but I mean, they're bringing the ball down and taking it on to try and get round the keeper or taking it down to get the shot away and things like that. But it shows you the qualities that uh, Kyogo's got. That's when he sees just that wee snap decision to just tap that out of the keeper's head. Brilliant goal. He's above the rest. He already knew what the keeper was like. Yeah, you know, he already, it's he just shows the chance of it, right? He, 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 like. he, he knew what the keeper was. As soon as the ball spread, he, he's already had a look and he's seen the keeper. He didn't need a second look. He didn't, and like... That goal was unbelievable, but the touch for the first goal is absolutely unbelievable. It, 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 it's like, as Mark said, if, if you've seen a Ronaldo or Messi take a touch for the first goal and the, way, and the touch and the finish, it'll be, it'll be all over the news. The touch for the first goal from the ball from McGregor is just unbelievable touch. And it's, I said it's, after the match that if Kyogo only had one leg to play with today, there was no way he was going to be staying out of that final, Terence. You know? Yeah. There was he, no he, way. And he, he, I don't even think he was fully fit today, Kyogo. No, he's, I was, I was, I'll be honest, I was delighted. I was delighted when they did take him off because you just you just didn't want him to... Beaton said in his interview, Paul, I was reading it, Beaton didn't even think he would be playing the day. I think he kind of said that he was, I don't know word for word, but Beaton says he didn't think he was going to be playing. Uh, I think he said he is still playing with a hamstring. And see, when he did go off, I seen somebody asking him and you could see him kind of saying it's maybe a wee pinch on it or something. Did you see his kind of hand movements when the guy asked him? Because he was rubbing his leg and it was like a wee kind of as if it's just a wee tinge. But he was running about like a real unit at the final whistle, Paul. So it didn't look, do you get what I mean? His injury couldn't be that bad. I don't think he'd have played if it, was the, if it wasn't the final. Yeah, he no, would have been rested. Maybe like, I, if it was just a league game, he'd maybe have been rested again. But I just, I, that, that just thought it was, I put in the two goals. I really just, that's the kind of, it's the icing on the cake for the wee man already, isn't it? Because we've all fell in love with him. Isn't he's he's different gravy. He is, he's, he is yeah. Terence, honestly. I think he could end up being, up, no, I'm not going to say he's going to end up like Larson, but. But it could end up as important to Celtic as a player like Larson was. Because for me, that was a Larson type of performance today. When we needed a player to step up and bang us a couple of goals, we could rely on Larson to do it. That's finals. why we didn't have, Mark, the last couple of seasons, someone who. We spark a magic point. Just step up out, yeah, out, out of nothing, do you know what I mean? That we needed we needed a goal or we needed something special. And we've got a couple of players uh, that they knew that can do that, like, Paul. Like, Rodgick's quick thinking there today, Mark, for that free kick, like, you know what I mean? Uh, you know? I mean, Rodgick, well, he's popped up with some important goals over the years, but he's adding some, like, consistency as well, although I think he, I thought he had a quick, a quiet game today, but, eh, uh, but we've got, but, I mean, but if Yota's in that team, Yota's going to pop up with a bit of magic, you've got mm-hmm. Kyogo, mm-hmm. if we get the guys like that, my, my done that in, do you know what I mean? That's the kind of players that, it's the kind of players people pay money to go and watch, Paul. Do you get what I mean? It's mm-hmm. players that see games people work, I'll no bother going to that game. It's a, a Wednesday night, it's freezing cold. If they're going and expecting Celtic to be pumping and attacking teams and pumping them, people will still still go to the games, even the ones that they would give a buy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 95th minutes, I think we were all biting our nails, uh, wanting Beeson to blow the whistle, but Terence, what you said there, that Joe Hart pulled off some uh, some good important saves there, but that was a crucial save he put off in the last practice kick of the game against Joe Hart. It was brilliant, but it's it's like what's at the opposite end of the pitch, Paul. Sometimes they're not asked to do a huge amount, but the quality mm-hmm. is high in both ends. 
when they are asked to, to do it, nine, nine times out of ten, they perform. And like Joe Hart pulled off the save through, from his bit, and then he pulled off that save right at the death as well. And that's that's the that's the, that's the quality that's the quality that you have when you've got a guy like Joe Hart and, and get go, in goals, and a guy like Kyle over the other end. He mightn't have a huge amount of ball, but he has two unbelievable finishes. You watch Joe Hart; he mightn't have a huge amount to do in the game, but the majority of times when he was asked to do it to step up, he performed. And the save in the last the save in the last minutes in particular, it's it's a it's a big player for a big occasion, and that's what he is. And he'd love he'd love that he'd love that. And he proved he proved why he's seventy five caps for England and Premier League titles and all that. And he's proven it, and he's proven it all season with Celtic the way he's played. He's 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 one of the he's an, he's been an unbelievable signing for Celtic. And I think someone said it. He could have said it even in the last podcast. The way JFT you had said mentioned it there, Mark. The way JFT had said about McGregor last last year been twenty points for Rangers in oh, goals. Joe Joe Hart is. Joe Hart is on a similar similar scale for Celtic. Like if if that's a, if that's with the greatest respect to to Bain or Barkas or someone who maybe even Hazarding goals, the likelihood is one or one or two of those shots that the Nesbit one or that one, they're being converted. You know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the no, other guys. No. Joe Hart's a Joe Hart's a different different standard of goalkeeper altogether. You know, and it's mm-hmm. it's big it's big players for big moments, and that's what he is. And it was brilliant, brilliant set. Mark Terence just. Just, just kind of quoted you there as well. Like you, you've been saying that for, for weeks about Joe Hart that he mightn't have a lot to do in games, and a lot of times this season, Mark, we've seen put off crucial saves when it's either in the last ten minutes or it's drawn the game when he has something to do, he does this, you know. For me, Paul, it's like down to the, the concentration. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've said it before as well. Celtic goalkeepers in general. Because of the way we play, we're nestled on the front foot. They don't have a lot to do. And as Terence is saying, but when, they need, when they're called up and they need to deliver. And that's what Terence, I, I totally agree with Terence. If that was Barkas or Bain in goal the day, would they have made day two saves? I, I doubt that. And I just, I saw again, that. it shows you just, from Terence is saying, just Joe Hart's a level above anything else. Well, he's probably the top keeper, well, I don't doubt it. He's the top keeper in Scotland, isn't he? Even McGregor's went no, back. back I, I, I mean, I, McGregor was a good keeper. I'm not disputing that, but he's no he's no the keeper he was now. Yeah, the keeper no, that he was anymore. Reflex. There's no mark of him. God knows when McGregor. Even, you, can even, you can even see that. Like I was know? even reading as well. Shay Devon was talking Joe Hart up about he turned how good he was in the changing room, and it was a case of people maybe thought he was going to get in there and get the big guy. Yeah, I mean that, but he's been really, really good with like, younger players and. Just he's mm-hmm. a Che Gavin says he's a big character in the, the dressing room and that, but he's no a big a big kid a big time Charlie or anything like that. Char, Char, saw, Charlie, um, that's his real name, too, isn't it? Charles. Charles. I wonder I why. Saw, he, um, I wonder why he doesn't go with that. Do you wonder why? A paedophilia family down there don't probably want to be the source. <laughs> that, that's um, not Joe Hart's I, family, by the way. That's not that's. <laughs> <laughs> I saw uh, Stevie Woods, and and it just shows, I think, how how much respect he has, Mark, within the coaching system as well. Like you were saying there, he's a big character. Stevie Wood coming up to Joe Hart after the game, hugging him and, and stuff like that. Do you think Stevie Woods knows how, how much big it is to have Joe Hart in the club as a, not not just as a goalkeeper, but just as what you're saying there, his presence, like, like you know what I mean? You know, it must be. 
good for Stevie Woods to actually have a good goalkeeper that he's working with as well, you know? Aye, because even at that, being Barkis and Hazard, they'll be, they'll be still training and learning. I feel Joe Hart as well. I mean, I'd be being these today's watch and learn for Joe Hart, and I'm not saying Bain would be good enough for, for Celtic, but Bain could become a better keeper just with training with Joe Hart and Stevie Woods. Stevie Woods is one of the best goalkeeping coaches in the business. And Joe Hart will have heard of Stevie Woods or maybe even knew him through the, the goalkeepers of all the we kind of cliquey union they call it, aren't they? But he'll have checked up on things like that as well before he chose to come up to Celtic. And I don't think there's any player, any goalkeeper that played under, played uh, coached with Stevie Woods would have a bad word to say about him, Paul. Mm-hmm. What does this mean, Mark? The uh, for, for Celtic in 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 terms of the season, like does it set down a marker now to to our rivals or we're back? It's the first trophy on of the season. We won it. You know what I mean? We're we're only four points, like we're seven points now, but with, with the game uh, in hand. But, there's like, a long way to go it, in the league, Paul. It, it really. It really sets a marker, Mark, don't aye. they, for the season ahead? Like, it was important, Mark, that we got that uh, cup aye, today. I mean, they're, all, they're all writing it off, it's a Mickey Mouse cup and things like that, but they've only writing it off and they're counting it for other stone titles and cups and that, do you know what I mean? As you said, mm-hmm. Paul, it's the first trophy of the season, and every trophy's important. See, if you're at Celtic, every trophy's important to win. Fair dues, the league's the most important, but... You don't want anybody. If you're a Celtic, you don't want other teams to be winning trophies. You're there. To, that's your job as a Celtic player. Your job is to win every single trophy that you can, at whatever season it is. Mm-hmm. Terence yourself, what, what what does this did this mean for going forward, confidence levels and, and stuff it's, like it's that? Ma- it's massive. It's the first trophy of the season. Celtic have won it. Celtic Celtic have put down a marker. And you should put down the marker. I mean, and you like what Mark's saying is, I hear you hear people saying, "Ah, it's only the league cup. It's this. It's Mickey Mouse. It's never a Mickey Mouse cup when you win it." No, it might that's be exactly that. It might be might be Mickey Mouse cup when you get knocked out of it, or you only win one trophy in nine or ten. That that might be different, but I'm sure I'm sure when you win it, people like in Celtic have four, their four trebles in a row. They've won that four times to get to win the trebles. If they didn't win that, they wouldn't have any trebles. So listen. This, you watch, you watch, you watch those league cups, Paul, in any country, whether that's mm-hmm. down below in 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 England. When they get to the final, all the big guys come out. All the big, mm-hmm. uh, if it's Man City, they fill their team. This is this is a brilliant achievement by Ange, and it lays on a marker, and it no, it lets the the team from across the city know that Celtic are vying for the title, and are well capable of winning the title. Well, what's that? Know, we've I, won. Thirteen of the last sixteen trophies in 16 Scotland. Sixteen trophies. Yeah. yeah exactly. uh, Ali McCoy said. Uh, Ali McCoy said, uh, Johnny's country, Mark, that credit needs to be given to to Ange the way he's come in and got his ideas across to these players in so little time that this is a bigger. This is nearly up there, but when in the treble treble under Blendon Rogers, considering he had nothing when he came in. Oh, maybe we, I wouldn't put, maybe put it as important as that. But no, in terms of in terms of winning, we've just spoke about yeah. where we've came in the last four months or something like that, Paul. And it's a trophy that's there to be won. And 
the term says it's only a Mickey Mouse trophy if you're no winning it. You win your first trophy after where we've came for. It's a brilliant achievement. It's a great. It's something. It's a, a foundation. That's the foundation built. That's the foundation. I mean? season, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, no, it's a uh, case of just building on that, getting plugged, they can only, plugging they can away in the league. They can only breed confidence into the team, like, like it's basically look, lads, ye are winners. Simple as that. You're winners. Aye. There's a trophy there to prove. To pro- there's a trophy there that proves you're a winner. There's a medal around your neck that proves that you're a winner. You're winners. Now let's push on, and we know we can do this. That's the that's the other psychological thing. We now know we can achieve this. These things. And as you said there, Marco Paul, you were saying, like well, the January, you can see the team, the team with the greatest respect is it's nearly sticking fingers in holes to keep to keep the water coming through because there's guys dropping all over the place and guys are playing out of position and guys are busting a gut. Like come January, we get in we get in a few more bodies. The guys that are hopefully all linked and they all come in. It's going to fresh it's going to freshen up freshen up the squad freshen up. We we'll have more bodies. It might allow guys to have a little bit more rest. But like it, it can only it can only be it can only breed confidence into the team that they've won the first trophy and they have it and it's gone back to Parkhead and they've got the medals around their necks. If that doesn't breed, if that and I'm sure Ange himself will be telling those players that listen, we've won the cup. So you know, it can only put it can only it can only have other teams looking over their shoulder. In my opinion, mm-hmm. one, one, two, two, go. That's it, Martin. You know. Uh, just go, just start go to your play ratings, Marky. Just uh, go, go to them. Probably see, I've probably see. I was going to see already, Paul. Eh, right, two seconds, but there we go. Eh, just Joe Hart. I felt we could have done a bit better at the Hibs goal, but he made a couple of cracking saves for Nisbet and the guy at the very end as well. Give him a seven. Juranovic again, solid, dependable as usual, defensing. He got up and done the wing wheel. I gave him a six. Can I just point something out there, Mark, and Aye. that, right? Jovanovic uh, on the right-hand side today, right? All our play was down the left today. Uh, and then going back to the point, is, is that because Radisson gets so high up to the byline? Uh, are, are we actually losing something on the right-hand side when Radisson's not there? Ah, well, we might be, Paul, because that's a baddest time to stink up the joint a bit. I was going to get mm-hmm. to that, but mm-hmm. ah, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, because uh, I, I, I really thought, as I was surprised as he, and, and I said this on the live chat as well, that I was disappointed for Radisson not to be, because I think he deserved to be a staff in the final. Did you know carrying a knock as well, but Paul? Maybe that's who he was on I the bench. I think he was just, he put in, I think, and what, what, what was the terms he said? He put in so much of an effort against Ross County or something like that. He was kind of struggling with the that, I, I, It was that, but I think he had a knock in his ankle and I think they were kind of, I think they were kind of wary of it as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, continue, so, Mark. Carter Vickers, I thought, I thought he was the main man in defence today, Paul. It just seemed mm-hmm. to win every ball. I don't think there was a, I can't think back to a, a challenge or a tackle that Carter Vickers didn't win. Be no questions, though, Mark. He needs to be signed. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, you can't like. I, I think he's. I sorry, but I think he's. I think he's more an important signing than Jack. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think he's because more. 
joining the Jota because it's, we desperate. He is a rock in the centre half. He's a he's, because they, he's a rock. He's. We know what we're getting from Terence. Do you know what I mean? And if he goes, we're going back into the the unknown again of of bringing in another defender. You know what I mean? Is he good enough? Waiting for him to settle in. Well, like Karavik has, has settled in really from day one, Mark, hasn't he? Aye, uh, Paul, just like Juranovic, he plays as if he's been playing with Celtic for years. Yeah. He really yeah. does. He's as a cracking yeah. young player. And see, to be honest with you, Paul, I'm actually surprised that he's at Celtic. She knew that I've seen him playing in that. I mean, I'm not saying... How there wasn't more teams in for Aye, that's what I mean. I mean. As I said, Spurs were selling them for £5 million, but nobody would spend £5 million on them. Down in England, when mm-hmm. they paid, I mean, they've paid £10 million I mean, on Dross, really. Yeah, no, going to start. I think. Go on. No, you go. I was just going to go in the start. I, think, I was just about to say. I was just about to say, Mark. I think now would be a good time to to approach Vickers about signing for the club, Mark, because he's getting first team football. He's won a cup with us. He knows that he can play in Europe now with Celtic after after Christmas and the, the qualifiers are there for the Champions League. It's a good time to approach Vickers now when things are so good at the club to get him signed up. Him and Yasser, oh, maybe be a... I think there'll have been some kind of talks, Paul, between their agents and men mm-hmm. behind the scenes to... I mean, cause as I said, Paul, it's going to come down to the players themselves, I think. Because I think Celtic mm-hmm. would be... I think Celtic would be after not to no try to say... Because, yeah, do but... you know then, Mark, that... Like, I remember you saying at that time, when I asked you that question. You <laughs> said it's like Celtic... Mad, mad, John put, on the live chat. Put, <laughs> not to put a bit down, Mark, for... Um, for them and, and with the fans knowing that they didn't put this money up front from do you know what I mean then it'll, it'll come back to the club aye, but if the aye. club actually the money do you know what I mean and it's down to the players then they can't blame the club then Mark do you know what I mean I mean even if, I mean, you know? if he has like 5 million and 6 million 11 million pound an outlay that's just a couple of million more than we paid for Edward Paul and how many years ago was that now I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I, to be honest, yeah. I think it, I think it's two of them. I think it's two of them at £11 million. I think that's a bargain. I really do. Because oh, oh, you man. know that Yota, you know he's going to make you money in the future. And Carter Vickers will either make you money or maybe even just stay here for years. Which, either or, I'd be happy with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on. Starfield. Uh, uh, no, his best game looks shaky at times and has to shoulder some responsibility for their goal. But as I said, I thought Hart could have done better, but that would definitely... I'm surprised, Mark, because like, every corner and set pieces that, that were kind of coming into the box in the last couple of weeks, I, I, and I mentioned it myself, it was Starfelt that was getting Aye, his head on it. I know. Do you know what I mean? Just, you know, just didn't seem to get back, going, did I think the I I honestly think the occasion could have got to him. His first big final for for Celtic, and I, I think the occasion could have got to him. And I won't accept people uh, writing Starfield off. Like I I saw people there screaming. Like today I I I I would have accepted Welsh coming on because Starfield wasn't his best. Like, but I won't say replace. Stafford with Welch. Ah, but that, do you know what I mean? Because I see the weakness there when Welch is there back. Do you know what I mean? Just, you know? just pure overreaction, Paul. As I said, the guy said mm. one bad game in, what, three months? And all of a sudden he's no good enough in that. That's just knee-jet, knee-jet reactions. And I don't pay any attention to things like that. 
Because it's you, you know the cheesy thing about it, Paul. There's no way in the world that Angie's going to drop Starfield and say that you're not good enough to play for Celtic because of that cup final performance. Exactly. He'd have to, he'd have to do that in a few games. He'd have to play badly in a few games. Ah, he'll play bad. Every player will play badly in, a, in games. In terms, it's just yeah. But it's like James Forrest. Everyone was raving. We need James Forrest back. We need him back. He came back in one bad game. He got absolute pelters. And I said it. I said it on here with you before. He was literally out. Out. He came back. He didn't play great in one one game. And my God, he got hockey. Starfield was Starfield was basically people were telling to get rid of him, and he was the new Duffy after I think two games. He didn't, yeah, he, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't play well today. Now, uh, I'm sorry, I let Matt go on with his thing, but I think I think sometimes I think he got a little bit rattled today, like he did against Ross County when he when he when mm-hmm. he got the knock. But that, but sorry, I let Matt continue. No, sorry, maybe Matt. I just, I was I have got that in it. I seen that maybe as one of these players, he's going to struggle or take a bit of time to get used to the physical side of the Scottish game. But the day it wasn't really wasn't very good. The day at all, I've only gave him a six. Taylor, I thought it was doing all right to, to go finjured. I just hope it's nothing too serious. I gave him a five. McGregor, delighted for him. He's handing his first trophy as a captain. And he put in, just what you expect from McGregor, another all round just performance in the middle of the park. We'll always look, look, always look high, game, always looking he? for the ball, and always looking yeah. to create and things like that. Rogic, I thought Rogic had quite one of his quieter games. He never, he never gave up, he never stopped. Stopped like trying to make breakthroughs. Fair to set up the goal and things like that. But it's a few times in the box he was just trying one touch back to the like one touch too many kind of thing. In that I thought Paul, mm. that's, that's that's kind of that's that that's a lot with with Roger Mark, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Too much, too many touches on the ball, isn't it? Ah, it used to you be know? one of the things that I always moaned about on me, Paul. But he's not been doing yeah. that as much. But I thought the day was just it's times he just done it again. Today. I'm not saying it was a lazy performance, I just don't think it was, I don't think it was, maybe even like Starfield, I'm not saying he was shook up like Starfield with occasion, but maybe it just, just didn't have as good a game as we, we expect for him now. Because we expect mm-hmm. Rogic mm-hmm. to be running riot really every week, didn't we? So maybe we have mm-hmm. set up our expectations about no, And there we are saying, there we are saying that about a player who was going to be sought last season and we were said, take the money and let him go. I know we're saying like we expect him to be I, playing. I know, I know, like, Russ. Maybe I just year, expect him. Like, I know. I mean? Maybe we're no. all just as fickle and spoiled, Paul. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Turnbull. I thought he, I thought he started well, but uh, unlucky to become the latest, latest victim. Of, but looks like we're kind of hamstring curse. And I just I felt heart sorry for him. I did. I really did. I just hope that it's nothing too mm-hmm. serious for him. Yeah, I gave him a five as well. Abida, I thought. Oh, shocking again the day I thought, Paul. Something seriously very, wrong there, man. Very, very, very poor Something. performance. And people are still constantly getting on Mikey Johnson's back. Well, Abbott is putting in that kind of performance that we've seen today. And let's not be kidding, Paul. This isn't a one-off. I've spoken about this before. No, this is, just, this, this is going on now for the last couple of months, Mark. You know what I mean? It just offers, really, it offers nothing to the team. Nothing to know. I'm not no, writing him. I'm no not thing. writing him off, Paul. We said that because we've seen when he first came in, especially his pace. But I've even noticed, Paul, he doesn't even seem to look as fast now. There's one no, time they no, there's a time the day that's the byline mark. He's not looking to take players on. He's not looking. There was what to run with the ball himself. There was a, there was a break a day, and I thought, oh, he's going to get, he's going to hear this and get away. But 
it just they didn't look it just they didn't have that kind of burst of speed that we were used to seeing for him. So I just, I don't know, he's maybe just well, before he's been out injured, it's back to a bad is always going to be picked in it, but we need to need to try and get inside that lad's head and get him back to the player that we saw at the beginning of the season. I actually gave him a four. Yep. Uh Kyogo never stopped running for the first whistle and a bit of quiet first half, but in the second half he lit up Ham Hamden with just two goals at two quality, quality goals. He was my man of the match, I gave him an eight. Mikey Johnson, usual and he used to work in his decision making for the final ball, but he worked away tirelessly, was always showing up as an option out in the wing and well, for, it, it put in a better performance that, in Nevada. <laughs> That's basically I was, talk, I, I was thinking about Mickey Johnson there today, and I was, I was looking at him the last couple of games. And do you think maybe he's trying too hard to get a goal? Ah, it may be yeah, possible. Maybe that's affecting Mark or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Playing a bit of you know, weight the, on his shoulders the, or something the, like that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think so. Like pressure on his shoulders, Mark, that he needs to get a goal, and and that's maybe if because. When you when you see Yasser cutting in Mark there from the left, like and, and he's hitting that ball nine times out of ten, that's going in the top corner. And, and Mickey Johnson is trying it. You can see he's trying it, but he just can't get the angles. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, is he is he is is he overtaking it too much? Is he trying too hard to get that goal? Because there was a few chances there when you have to question Mickey Johnson's decision making when the shot wasn't done. He tried to take it when. He could have passed this to someone uh, in a better position. Uh, yeah, that's for that's like, Just is he actually is he actually trying too hard, Mark? Do you know what I mean? You know, to get a goal. It's still maybe a bit immature way the way he plays in that policy. Kev said mm. it on the live chat earlier today. Still, he still plays as if he's a kid. You know what I mean? He wants the ball and just to run and take everybody on and then score the goal, which which he probably did when he was a young kid. You know, I mean, we all grew up with players at school that could do that kind of thing, but. When you're playing at the top level, you need to kind of make, like, evolve your game. And as it's his decision making, and but I've said I kind of stick up for Mikey Johnson. Paul, I'm not going to write the lad off because he's a bit of torrid timing. Oh, because Matt, I, and I give I give it to him now, and I said it during the last. Everyone has a clean place. Ah, you know, Anne seems to rate him as well because Anne seems to think there's something in him. He doesn't stop, but I think the only problem with, with Mickey Johnson at the moment, and he needs to learn, is 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 lift up his head. Uh, and I, I have a look. Have a look about him. Have a look about instead of because he's not. He, he he doesn't seem to be looking even when he's shooting the ball or something like that, Mark. And that is going. It's going where like the, the lad deserves a goal. I think if he gets a goal, his nerves might come down. This pressure might come off from that because Mickey Johnson obviously has social media. Ah, you don't you know, know what's getting said about him in that. So that's what I think, like, like going back to the 90s there, Mark, and, and the 80s when you're a young player coming into a team, you didn't have this media around you, do you know what I mean? I mean you might see something on the paper during the week about you, but that was about it. Aye, but aye. now, like, you see that the fans are, aye, are putting all, all, all against you, like, do you know aye, what I mean? Scumbag you know? stuff. I look together, I mean, I look as pure scumbag stuff, in my opinion, Paul. I mean, you can sit here, we sit here, right, we sit here and we'll say players, whether they played well, whether we think they're good, but I mean, you don't like attack players like personally wise and things like that. There's no need for that, carry on. But he's a young lad and you'll see what's getting said about him on social media and things like that. And just say, maybe he's just wanting a goal just to, 
you shut them up. Do you get what I mean? Maybe it's trying too hard just to kind of ram the words down people's throat and that, but Danny, he's only a young player. Look at Ralston. He's a young player that we all wrote off. Right, Tom Rogic was a senior player that we all wrote <laughs> off. So who's, to, this, who's Mark, to say right? that Mikey Johnson by the time the end of the season comes with that? But he's turning out all right. If you look at it, Mark, right? Uh, you know, the 21 manager said about Luke O'Connell that he's lost two years of his progression under Celtic under Neil Lennon's tenure. All right? So could we say the same about Mickey Johnson being a young player under Neil Lennon? I know he's been coming in now since Blendon Rogers is there as well. He's been kind of in the wrong, but has he maybe lost kind of progress under the Neil Lennon well, probably, he probably, has, maybe he, probably has through that, Paul, and through his kind of injury record as well. Uh, you know, he he really did get a bit of bad luck, like to, to say, Mark. I mean, with injury, like we we could say the same at Radisson, Mark. Do you know what I mean? Radisson, like, got, didn't get a look in under Neil Lennon. He was, I say, if Neil Lennon was manager this season, Radisson was gone out that door, and we were saying good luck to Radisson. He wasn't good enough, but we never saw Radisson play. Do you get me? No. Really thought we saw that today. You know what I mean? And what you say, we know, know. we know the youth set up was a disaster under Lennon's team in that pulse. So I'd say players the young players will have missed out on like the level like the level of prog- uh, progression. Like you're saying was that look at his agent, look at Connell's agent. Yeah. Uh, no, it was the it was the Irish manager on the twenty ones manager said it. I mean we were excited we were excited about seeing him he, take Paul. Yeah. He he went backwards when Celtic after Celtic signed him. Even he's the way he played, Mark, and his confidence levels have went backwards since he went to Celtic. You know, and that's Hold on the news. For, just answer that with Rab there, Paul. Was that no? Was it no the head of uh, sports science at the youth academy that left the other day? Mind I sent you a link about it, Paul? Uh, yes. Oh, there Rab yes, saying it's the head of youth. It wasn't the head of our youth, it was the head of the youth sports science, I'm sure, Rab. So just like... It's the head of the youth sports... I get it up there. It was the head of sports then. He went to uh, Leicester. Oh, that's right, so it was. I was like, aye, that's how I sent you. He went to Leicester with Rod, to join up with Rodgers, went to. Yeah, like, you know, that's a big blow, considering... Well, it is a big blow, considering... Oh, disaster! So you system is at the I, moment. I, no, but Paul, haven't you thought that you said the academy? Haven't eh, you thought the academy would have had their own like sports science, like head of sports science? I thought like yeah, they would, yeah. No, I thought it would be see the Irish boy that came, the Irish boy that came in. Mm-hmm. I thought he'd have been in charge of the sports science for the full kind of playing staff. And obviously there'd be maybe and, and, somebody that keeps an eye on it with the youth. And, and, and this is the head. You know, maybe they spoke to this fella. I mean, what's going on here? Like, you know what I mean? Because you know, like, we saw how much of a shambles of sports science is at the moment at the club. You know? Oh, they're Rab saying somebody, somebody else is left. I've not heard, no heard anybody else leaving Rab. Sorry, bud. Uh, Oliver Morgan, the club's head of sports science since 2019. He was the head of uh, the the academy performance support. Maybe the maybe the Irish guy is the head guy, and there's a sports science guy. He was overseeing the sports science guy under the youth, and then there's a sports science guy under the ladies team as well. And maybe the Irish guy is the head over the top of it, and he's maybe 
working with the two different the two different setups. You know what I mean? The way they have their probably their own physios and their own sports. Aye, aye. Look, look, look at that Zomac, right? Look, looking at that race, okay? So, like we put it, we put it to to the club's way of thinking, right? And says that he needs to modernise the sports science department. So maybe this fella Anton and Ange came in, and maybe they said, look. Fellas aren't good enough. Maybe they left because... Well, I maybe shouted by letting them go. I'm quite, ha- I'm quite happy yeah, exactly. for them to go and kind of reshuffle that department. All of a sudden, we bring in this new head of sports science into the club and these two fellas have left. So maybe... Maybe they haven't been up to the, up to the scratch. People, players are injured. Young players aren't getting progression that we needed. I mean, so there was, there, there was problems within the academy. So maybe we're seeing changes behind the scenes where the board have made the decisions rather than officials leaving themselves, you know? Oh, it could be. I mean, I don't, I don't really think it's that big a deal, to be honest with you, but it kind of just stuck out because no. you went to Leicester kind of idea, wouldn't it? That's how it, what kind yeah. of caught my eye about it. If you went anywhere else, I don't think it would have made as much of a. It would have been as much I'm, of a. I'd, throw never, I'd never heard them. No, I'd never even heard them. No. You know what I mean? You'd, but I just think it's the whole Leicester thing. If it wasn't Leicester, you would. I don't think there'd be as much of a kind of a. Yeah, that was kind of the media kind of blending Rogers raid Celtic again kind of a thing. Like, do you know what I mean? You know, yeah, if, if he had gone to, if he had gone to for arguments, like if he had gone to Hibs or he had gone to Tottenham or whatever, no, I don't think anyone would have would have even taken any notice of it. I think it's more the fact that it's gone to Leicester and people are probably thinking, oh my God, we've lost another fella to Leicester. Oh, he must be great. He must, as I said, it could be it could be a case like, and just come in and the sports head is the new guy, the sports science guy has come in and he's probably going, look, I, I'm not really keen on the way this guy does this. It's not really the way I like to do it. This is the way I like to do it. And they might like Mark is saying there, and you're saying maybe they might have thought, I'm not sure this guy is up to the level I want him to be at. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. There are terms like putting kind of, kind of two and two together. Really, like we just brought in the head of sports science, like and. And said it himself like that this needs to be modernised within the club, like do you know what I mean? But what it, is, what it is as well, Paul, is at times and we, everyone is everyone is uh, does it. You naturally assume mm-hmm. that guys. You don't leaving. hear you don't hear these things, like you know what I mean? Like no, these, he, people naturally assume because he's leaving Celtic and he's going to Leicester in the Premier League. Oh, he must be good. He must be good. Why exactly. must he be? Because he's good. Because he's going to the Premier League. Whereas if we got if we got a guy from Leicester, if we got a guy from Leicester up to Celtic everyone would assume oh that's a brilliant fella he might be rubbish you know there, 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 there's, a, there's an awful perception that because it's the Premier League or he's going to the Premier League or oh, he's coming to the Premier League he's automatically going to be good or he's automatically going, he's automatically brilliant that's why he's going back there it's just, you know so who, people, have, people have funny perceptions of things who was the Mark the scout that he brought in with him and he follows him everywhere Brendan Rodgers he was with he was with him at Swansea. He was with him at Liverpool, and he buys all these players for. Oh, Johnny, mind the name off the top of my head, Paul. You know the fella, man. The Leicester fans now are, are on his back. That fella's back, bringing in players who aren't good enough for Leicester. You know, well, Leicester have got so, a director of football. Yeah, this fella's scoping them, though. He's scoping them, and he's bringing them up to the director. They're on his back. This fella's back. I was reading it there today. You know, it, it doesn't seem to be all rosy for Brendan Rodgers at Leicester at the moment. Steve, you know? Steve Walsh. Uh, 
That's it, I think. No, not Welsh. No, no, no I'd find this. I'd find... He's ex-captain. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 that's the click-the-rank thing, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Mark, continue there with your, the rest of your things, if you... Oh, the rest of my things. Uh, who was that? Mikey Johnson have done him. Uh, just the subs left. Beat on. Came on to the place, Turnbull, and brought his usual kind of solidness and calmness to the midfield, and... Didn't like to see Turnbull going off injured, Paul, but I think there's a better balance in the team when beating plays in there. Yep. I definitely do. I've said it before. I don't think Turnbull and Rogic should play together. It should be either or. We are like a, with McGregor and either like a Beaton or McCarthy type of player in there. I gave him a six. Uh, Ralston came on to replace to, to Taylor and just settled in it right, right back. Although I'm not sure about this trying to keep the ball in the corner with five minutes in the clock. What was that all about? <laughs> what was he trying to do? He didn't expect to just stand in there for five minutes, surely. And she's like, honestly, she's doing she, her talking about that. That is one of my pet hates in football. She's that just for players. Just, see, honestly, for me, Ralston was fooling that guy. He was obstructing the boy. Yeah, but that's obstruction. Aye, that's yeah. what I hate well, that. If you, that, even, if you did that in the middle of the field, you give away a free. Seeing players like, it's like shielding the body, like get it to run out for a bike kick there in the corner. That's obstruction for me. If you're no, if you're not actually going for the ball, you're mere content in keeping the guy away from the ball. You're obstructing him. Mm-hmm. To try and do that in eighty-five minutes was just craziness. I don't know what he was trying to do there. <laughs> but that was—I never even really bothered with young Moffat. That Paul never gave him any ratings. Really, he just mm-hmm. so that was mine. Uh, yeah, yourself, Terence. Um, for me. I, I pretty similar to Mark with the, everything that he said about Joe Hart. Um, I thought the saves alone, I, I give Joe Hart an eight. I thought Juranovic again. I like him. He's a classy player. I actually think he's actually, I think he's actually played better at left back than he has at right back. Well, mm-hmm. that was funny, but I, I genuinely think I, I think he's performed. But I, I give him, I give him a seven. I thought Vickers. I think he's unbelievably solid. He just doesn't miss any headers, and he's a, he's a, he's not going to be bullied. He's just a block of a man. I give him an eight. I thought about Starfield. I think he really got ruffled after that when they brought on the big guy. And I think he got a little bit ruffled today. Unusual because he has been playing very solid. And I, like yourself, Paul, I've been a, I've been a big supporter of him. I thought he's been a really, really solid player. But he just looked a bit, whether, as you said, whether it was the cup final or what, I don't know. But... I, I gave him a five because I really thought he struggled. Um, I thought I thought Taylor, I thought Taylor was good for the time he went on. I'd say that when he got the kind of the knock in the back of the leg, I'd say that's probably the reason he's gone off. I give him a six. Uh, in the, in the middle, I thought McGregor again was super as always. I give him I give him an eight. I thought Rogic was was okay. He he he's 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 normally a bit better, but I think Hibs were kind of targeting him as well. I I give him a six. I give Turnbull was Turnbull was decent till he till he obviously went off, you know what I mean? Um but he wasn't on long to be fair, so I, I give him I give him a five. But I thought Beaton I I I like Beat and the sitting role I said that before and I like that balance. And I thought again he was very, very solid again. I give him a seven. Um 
I've been one of his biggest critics, Mikey Johnson, but I really thought he was a solid game today, to be fair to him. I would like to see him on the other wing because he seems to cut in an awful lot. So maybe if he was on mm-hmm. the on the on the right wing and maybe you know he fall in then Terence, yeah. Yeah, yeah, take on him because I, I, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan personally myself of when wingers continually cut in because I think it, it confines the space. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see I'd rather see the winger kind of taken on the man. The, that's the point I was making about uh, Rallison and kind of well, well, overlap. kind of overlapping Abada, and that's why Abada cuts in because he has Rallison there, and, and I still feel we're, we're losing something on the right right hand side when Rallison's not there in in our attacking sense. You know, because uh, Ralston is brilliant. Like. Sorry to cut in there. Just Rab's put up that guy's name, Greg Robertson. It was an academy coach, but he's away to a job in America, apparently. Getting up a row with the, the Boston Bulls. Never even, never. That's a, he's worked at Celtic for the academy for over the last 18 years. But he's left to go to, wow. go to America. Funny. Hmm. Didn't hear nothing about it. Never heard. I got another, guy, another guy. I've never really, really heard him. You know, I mean, all these guys that work behind the scenes that have no heard him. But well spotted, Rob. Rob, well spotted, bud. Well, but would would you agree, Terence? Though that are, are we missing something? Madison's not in that team. Like you know what I mean? What he's actually given us at the moment. We, we, we did. We did today, and probably. It actually, it actually kind of, it showed itself today because as, as Mark highlighted as well, even when he was going through it there, well, Abada really is struggling and he's struggling badly. And maybe the fact when Ralston has been playing and he's been playing so well and he has been overlapping him, it's been maybe kind of, uh, kind of covering up some of Abada's mm-hmm. deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But today when Juranovic wasn't necessarily getting past him it, and Abada had to kind of do the work for himself, it, it really showed up badly today, and uh, again, not it's only it's only not a huge criticism of the guy. It's just a criticism of the game today for him. But certainly, Redstone when he goes around him, laps him. It take it, it it helps him. Whereas today, he had no one to do that, and it, he he did look a little bit lost at times. Now, to be fair, I thought he had a very poor game, like Mark had said. Um, and obviously up front, Kyogo. What can you say? Like so, like the touch for the first goal. Honestly, God, it's just, it's it's unbelievable. If you, as I said, if anyone, if anyone, if the the Ronaldo's and the Messi's or whoever it is down the Premier League guys had, had, had Harry Kane's or these guys had touched it and finished it like that, they'd be raving. But it was phenomenal. And then the second goal is the same thing. He's just his vision, his awareness, his. He just never stops going. Instead of he's like a Duracell bunny. He just never stops going. He must annoy defenders so much. And to be honest, I just I gave him a ten because it was just the two goals were just phenomenal. And the, the touch for the first goal was just I could watch it all day. It was just out of this world. And uh, other than that, obviously, I think I actually think Young Moffat, to be fair, when he came on, I thought he did really well. I have to say, I thought he did. I I would much rather in the next league game. Uh, put maybe Mikey Johnson on the right, uh, or yeah, on the right inside, take off a batter, put Mikey Johnson on the right, and throw Moffat on the on the left. No, that's assuming Kyogo is 
fit enough to play, but he, he may not start the next league game. If not, you'd have to have a batter through the middle. But it's 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 worth it's worth a crack because I just I just don't like the the idea of the the, the wingers continually cutting in. It's fine if they're going to cut in if the full backs going to overlap them continuously, but we weren't doing that today. So for me, I'd like to see Moffat on the left, give Johnson a run on the right, and I certainly would go back to the two. For me, I would go back and have Juranovic. I thought he has played better football at left foot than he has at right foot. But again, look, that's me, it's me personal opinion, you know. But yeah, that'd be my ratings anyway, Paul. Rob, I get Mark to explain uh, how you buy the t- uh, the tickets for the the Hibs game there and the raffle, Mark. There, uh, Rob is asking about the tickets. No, uh, for the raffle. No, that's no. They're talking about tickets for the day's game, Paul. All right. Ah, uh, he said he was taking no. tickets for the Hibs end the day, but he didn't get any. All right, <laughs> uh, Mark. I, I have to come to you for for this uh, because maybe how how did you feel? About the ref's performance today, uh, was that a penalty to Hibs, you think, at the end, the push by Starfield? Because you've seen them giving. Uh, you've seen them giving. I, 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 I think we were very unlucky, Mark. I think we were very unlucky today not to get that, that given away against us. But it was, again, Paul, I just thought the referee had a really, really poor performance all around. Mm-hmm. Just no consistency. No, consistent. I mean... I, I did, well, you know, I had problems get, getting the game on, Paul. So I never seen this, whatever it was, the apparent uh, tackle that the Hibs players should have got booked for early doors. But even the commentators were talking about it when eventually, who was it, the, the Celt, first Celtic player to get booked? Thank you, Vanovich. Uh, you could see Ange was actually aye. frustrated with us at the sideline. Like, they, like Ange was like questioning the I mean, even the, even the commentators were talking about the consistency of Paul. Mm. I mean, the commentators are talking about it. You know, it must be bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's I think the, that he made a run for his own back. Just some of the decisions I gave are just so, so strange. You can, uh, I mean, guys, guys getting booked for tackles that really they shouldn't have been booked for. Ah, uh, the one the bookings and other ones getting booked, but uh, no, even get a free kick or a, or a yellow card for ones that, but obviously, but obviously bookings. Just I, I mean. And we keep talking about it, Paul, as I said, we've got to keep speaking about it, even when we day one, and even when like, decisions day go our way, that's, that's, do you know what why, I mean? That, that's why I brought Mark, because, like, there's no point in bringing up every every podcast when we lose, because then we're looking like sore losers, like, we won the game today, but there was still inconsistency aye, in aye. Beaton. and they're, they're, but, they're David Gallagher saying it as well. Yeah. If the Portis one was yeah. a, pe- a penalty, the Taylor one, the first half should have been a penalty as well. You know, like, there's no... And that seems to be the problem. Like, we're not saying there's a fucking conspiracy here. We're not saying that. I mean, it's the police I mean, really, what David's saying there's bang on. See if it was up the other end of the park, the Celtic fans are screaming for it. Whereas when it's up, when it's against us, you're like, oh, I don't know, is it, is it? No, but... Because I would have said, Mark, that Starfield's fault was a penalty. I would have said, I think Celtic were lucky not to get that given away, given away against yeah. us. I, I, I think we got away with one the day with the penalty, definitely. But as I said, you've seen them giving, Paul, but then you don't see them giving. Yeah, so, that's it, like, you know what I mean? You know, they're, that's they're, it, like. They're, they're, they're a good question. They're a good question for you, Rob, there. 
At some point tonight, I'd like to hear if you think we should sell James Forrest and bring in a more reliable player for right wing. Well, what I was going to talk, right, I was actually going to talk about James Forrest because I spoke to Mark about on the last podcast, Bob, right? And I said to you, Mark, that I'm concerned about James Forrest because he's picking up these niggling injuries all the time now. All the time since he went out with his back last season, Mark, he missed... And ever since then, Mark, he's back for one or two games. And said, Mark, that when James Forrest came back, James Forrest is the fittest he's been since I came into the club. How fit is actually is James Forrest? You know? Well, that's actually as well, Paul. When you look back over his career, he had a long spell. He was always in and out the team injured in that. And he seems to be falling back into that pattern. Maybe this training again, Paul's a pure shock to his system. Maybe I'm that's what he's struggling with the regime. I really think he's struggling with these injuries. Right? And they're not, they're not big injuries, Mark. They're, 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 they're niggling injuries that are keeping them out. And these niggling injuries are going to keep Forrest out for practically nearly 70% of the season, I say, if he's the way he's carried uh, the way he's going I mean, at this stage with injuries. I was I never for his biggest fan, you know, Paul, but... We have to see, go be kind of convinced, and you can't fault his goal scoring stats and his assist stats over the last few seasons. But again, we're saying his injury, it just seems to be coming back to that kind of point in his career where we're getting a couple of games off him and then he's out injured. And we're not even getting that though, tomorrow, Mark, are we? We're not even getting that. You know what I mean? I think it was like when, when, when I was reading about the, the Ross County game, and I was saying to you, they, they thought James Forrest would last more than fucking 30 minutes of the game you know and he didn't like and that's that's a that, that's a more concern for me like is is, is is it worth us having him do you know what I mean you know that are we going to keep a player who we're going to get oh, for, 10 uh, games a season uh, I think mean? games for us a big asset to Celtic Paul yeah, but that's, exactly. the, that's the thing is it going to be a fully fit James like, for us is it, is it going to be a fully fit James for us Tell us, what do you think of that? Because I spoke to Mark about it. What would be your mark in that? Just the, the query I have, I don't know whether I'd, one of the two, you can, or any of you can answer this. Did James Forrest do pre-season? Was he fit for pre-season? I can't. No. I don't know. I don't I, think he was. Terrence, tough to talk about. It doesn't strike me as a coincidence that James Forrest, James McCarthy, and Jack Amakis None of those three guys who are, seem to be very, very injury prone have played any preseason, and as soon as they come back, they're gone again. Or, okay, maybe not necessarily McCarthy, but he's certainly struggling. But the other two, as soon as they're back, they're gone again. Like, it's clearly, obviously, like what was Mark has been saying there, they're clearly, obviously, can't get up to the level of fitness mm-hmm. or level of intensity that Angie's doing. And their bodies and are just... Barry said that to us on, on the podcast where we, 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 we had Barry on when we, yeah. when we were talking about James McCarthy we asked him about pre-season he says pre-season is the, the most important thing for a player you know I, I, to get I, just I, that bet for the season like you know what I mean like you played I, you played rugby all your life Terence you know what I mean you yeah. know how big it is like if you're not fully fit at the start of the season are you going to get fit Terence you know well, it, it, it's so hard but, but we actually we actually I remember at the start of this season and it was it was said on kind of live chats and forums and the whole lot 
and I remember Mark in particular said it, and we can said it. A lot of these players' bodies were going to be shocked, and we we mm. said there's going to be a lot of injuries because they're not they weren't going to be used to the level of intensity and training and demands on their body that was there for say previous twelve months or twenty four months, which wasn't there. And we said players, this is going to shock players beyond all belief. But it, it's clearly shown. You look at say a guy like Kyogo who came from Japan, who was obviously bouncing the face. He was straight into it. There was no problem. Jack and Marcus didn't do preseason. Can't last. McCarthy didn't do preseason. Can't last. Forrest didn't do preseason. Can't last. There's no coincidence that these guys who are clearly on the and I, I imagine the sports science guys are whatever looking at. If there's a, if there's up to ten is the guys who are currently flying. They're probably down at the two and three and four line. Because clearly there has to be something there because if James Forrest has a continuous back problem, I imagine the back problem, and I know this myself, goes down into the hamstrings. And if you've mm-hmm. got a back problem, it's affecting your hamstrings. And you're constantly getting hamstring problems like tweaking and pulling. And listen, that's the, that's the main injury that Celtic players seem to have is a hamstring injury. The majority of guys that are overall hamstring related. I think Jack Macus would be a calf or something like that. But the majority of them are... are Answering injuries, you see Turnbull today as well. It's just, it's probably no coincidence, but Paul, that these, the guys can't live with the intensity that's been asked of them. And mm-hmm. like, I'd be like, Mark, a fit James Forrest is a great asset to Celtic, but a James Forrest at the minute that's coming on and he's coming for a game or half an hour or 40 minutes and then he's gone and then he's up. Like, it, it's, he, it's, it's, he's going to be a big blow because there's, there's, there are players in the squad that you can't rely on them. And that's, that's a big asset when we're when we're struggling for for players and we're struggling for for bodies and you've got like these guys as I said like McCarthy how many times have we said we hope we'd see him we hope we surely be fit Jack and Mac is up to Christmas now and these guys still can't get fit. It's Julian, a real worry. I know it's not. It's not. I know it's not to David Angie's thing, but I mean, look at Julian. Oh, that 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 one that one baffles me, Mark. I I I, know, I hope I, know I hope I'm wrong. I do hope I'm wrong. You don't like to see it happening to any player, but I don't think Julian's ever going to. I think he's going to struggle with any kind of career going forward. Mhm. Yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's a it's a real strange one, like because you know you're you're looking at a guy like Julian who obviously terrible injury, but like his whole his whole recovery it's not like say for argument's sake any anyone who was playing nor was playing Norman's amateur sport if they got a really bad injury like like I, I remember playing rugby I broke my femur and I was in the cast for fourteen weeks but you have to still get on and do stuff whereas like Julian is obviously getting the best of care, the best of everything. And it's like it's it's over twelve months since the injury. And there's still no like there is there doesn't look to be any any sign of him coming back. Every time he seems to come back it seems to have there seems to be a recurrence of it or seems to be setback or seems to be delayed. It's terrible. It's it's terrible to hear it, obviously. First and foremost, from a, a health a health point of view for the guy, take football aside, like, but from a health point of view, you'd hope that he'd be able to have a normal, but, be able to walk properly and do other stuff but properly. Even, but I mean, it's just we've heard, heard like, wee rumours every, every few months that he's... I mean, I remember, it must have been Paul Sia four months ago that he was back running and he was ready winter. No. Yeah, yeah. It was back in October. Mm-hmm. It was back in October, Mark. They were saying there were talks that he, they were saying in October that he could be ready for the you know for around Christmas time to come back, and he they were saying oh, he'd, he'd definitely be back before the New Year. There doesn't look like there's any sign of him coming back. Like. 
is he going to some rehab or something like that in America or something like that? Well, was, trying to get, there was talk as well that he was going to sign on loan for some French second division team, and it was actually just so that it was a bit of a, stu- a bit of weird, obscure story, Paul. That it was so it was near some one of the top clinics I've got in France, so he would be able to. Like rehab at this clinic, but use this club's training facilities and that. But I don't see why we need to sign on loan for for him to do that. No, I'm still thinking just. I think I what what I've been hearing, like, and uh, you, you've been saying to me as well, like every little progress he's taking. Actually, like one step forward, one step forward, two yeah. steps back, two steps back. Like, it's concerning, like it is, like you know, because. At the moment, if, if if that's the case with Julian and Ange knows that and the board obviously knows this, Mark, like we have to sign another centre back. So, like, do we need to cover this situation, don't we? I think we need to sign another centre back anyway, Paul. Mm-hmm. Admit, again, we spoke about how it can be okay, maybe sometimes saying it alone. The backs, we wish to be back is what you need, and kind of every team has anyway. Kind of, it's kind of forced centre-backs anyway, don't they? And as I've said, I'm happy enough with Wales playing like, at SPFL level. I've not got any cards with young Wales playing in there. But again, if, if Wales gets picked up a knock, or Car- it'd be a disaster if Carter Vickers picked up a knock. You know what I mean? We'd be right, right down to our bare bones then, I reckon, because as I said, he's just kind of the rock that we build our defence on in the new inter. Uh, do, you think, do you think what Rab is saying here... Uh, my theory is that we never have enough fit players because the blows slow reaction to the season, Mark, and Ange has been forced to play players in the red zone. Oh, well, I think you know, like, well, Kyogo's the day. We know that Kyogo, <laughs> we know that Kyogo wasn't fully fit the day, but I, 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 no, I agree with that to a certain extent. There will be players that are pushing their bodies that wee bit above and beyond where they normally would because... This, because of the way that it's been the squad you know. but I don't know if you can put it on but, or, can you put it onto the board I mean you can go back to uh, you can go back to the Eddie Howe fiasco you can but, but I don't really think Ange can really complain about any of the back he's had for the board transfer wise for the length of time he's been in there you get what I mean if McCarthy was up, if, if McCarthy was fit and play, if Giamakis was fit and playing, do you get what I mean? The, the, the squad takes on a totally different look. Do you get what I mean? We've got players that can come in and cover positions and stuff like that. Even 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 on top of that, Mark, like we go back to the the last the last Europa League game. If Origi had a fine game, Shaw Shaw played quite well. Mm-hmm. These these were guys that these were were games that haven't have, they haven't been played so I know Ange's hand is, is is limited in the sense of his squad because it's it's small but those guys can still could if they I thought they both played well I thought Origi had a fine game in the, in the Europa League mm-hmm. game those guys shown that they can come in like there has to be a little bit of trust there as well now maybe obviously what they do in training is a different entity because I don't see you don't see that but there's still guys like Shaw, there's still guys like Origi. Like, if you're going to have them in the squad and have them on the bench, you might need to say to yourself, like, if they're not good enough to come in at home against the likes of Dundee or someone like that, no disrespect to any Dundee fans or anything like that, but then, then, they're not, then they're not good enough to be a Celtic. Well, if but, they could put on a performance like against like that, against Real Batiste, Terence, like, yeah, sure, they're going to 
Do you know what I mean? There has to be some trust shown there by Ange as well, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? That's my point, Paul. And if you look yeah, at this, yeah. I look, McGregor's played a load of games. We need to have a rest. McCarthy is struggling a bit. Put Shaw, put Shaw in there. And that's what you, you were know, saying, Mark, as well. Like, you know what I mean? You know, put Shaw in there. Leave, leave, leave McGregor on the bench. Put, put, put a Regia right back if, if, we're, if, we're, if, we're, if someone's struggling with a, with a knocker. And, you know, just if you're, if, you're, if you're looking at guys and the sports science guys will know this better than anyone and go and look. As I said, they're all they're all kind of have these little chips on them and they're training. Going, look, he's I'm not saying he's running an empty, but he's 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 a lot of miles in the clock here. We need to be wary of this guy. And go, okay, look, we're home to sit mirror. Okay, Callum, you're having a week off. You're going to sit on the bench. I'm going to bring you on last resort. But at the same time, if Celtic can't put eleven players on the pitch good enough to beat sit mirror without Callum McGregor, that's a problem in itself. But I, you know, I asked you at at the start of the podcast, like. Does this set down a mark like a statement for the rest of the season? And I was just just thinking there what she said there. This could set down a statement for, for Andrew in the board as well, Mark. I mean, they, this is what I can do with having eight players injured. Back me in January, and I'll show you what I can do for the rest of the season. Get the players I need. Get the players I want in, and I've been Celtic to a next level. Do you know what I mean that that that's kind of and another kind of statement? By, by Ange as well today towards the board. Like, look what I can do with this team now. Back me and you'll see what else I can do for this club. But if they've you know not done mean? anything to show that they're no backing them. No, no, that's what I'm saying. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like bring, them, bring them to the next level. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if all these rumours, Mark, that we're hearing of signing players in January, like, like it's going to be a big statement by Ange and Celtic if we bring in more players in January. Do you get me? You know? Paul, we can only get up for here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can only get players who come back for injuries. We've got money to spend in January, we know that. And I, I, the board will give Ange money, I've no, no get any doubts about that. I think there's definitely... And we'll come out in January a lot stronger than even again mm-hmm. than we are the now. And that's mm-hmm. really, and that's when it'll be... It'll be come, see, January, I think that's January, that's when you'll see... Well, as I say, we've got new players to come in because I also think it will do the business pretty quick. And especially the winter break as well, Mark. They, they'll have two Aye, weeks to gel. I think after the winter break, the I'll first we'll, team, we'll yeah. flying out the traps after after the winter break, Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, as Rab says as well, I mean, the 2nd of January, the marker for the season will be set down if we beat them the 2nd of January. It has to be, Mark. I think that's... Uh, that's the most win game, in my opinion, isn't it? I'm confident, Paul, but at home and things like that, it's full of Celtic fans, none of them's in the stadium. I'm my more concern about that game would be the ref. I know it's, it's Willie Cullum is the, the referee, isn't he? Aye, as I, aye, I saw that, I saw that on Twitter. You know, I'd actually prefer Willie Cullum than the likes of Beast and uh, Bobby Madden there, to, to, if, if I'm honest, Mark. Do you know what I mean? I know Willie Cullum's a bit, bit stupid as well, like, but it's not worse than them. Like, he's not giving free kicks just for the sake of it either, Mark, is he? Um, Beaton, Beaton's one of the worst referees in Scotland. He's even mm. worse than that guy last week that we didn't even know his name. I mean, that Ewan Anderson. Ewan Anderson. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know why Beaton... Yesterday, is... Mark, it was the same handball yesterday, practically, that he gives Rangers a penalty and he didn't give us on uh, against Ross County the night. Just, I mean, same situation. 
that's where you're going. That that's where you're coming into consistency. Like you know what I mean? Why and, this... they're, and they're not getting asked the questions, Paul. Yeah. Why? Is, why did they? I I've not even seen the handball for yesterday. I've not even seen it, right? But for what I've heard, even on our form, a few lads have said that it was a penalty, right? But That's why is he no exactly? Why is he no Look, why did you know? Why it doesn't even need to be a Celtic game, whatever game it is. But why did you give that penalty in that game? But you missed that one. Whether it's where's Crossdale now? Exactly. You missed a penalty. You missed a blatant handball in the Celtic game last week. You missed a blatant whatever in the. Like the Aberdeen v Hibs game for that week, so you're, you're not performing to the standards expected as a professional, like Grade One referee. So you need to, mm-hmm. you need to either up your game in the next six weeks, or we'll review your position. And if you're not up to scratch in the next six weeks, you're spending the next six weeks doing the championship, or even a lo- mm-hmm. even a league lower than that. Whatever, there's got to be. I, I, the problem, the problem with that mark nearly is that all the referees are so bad that there'd be nearly be no referees. The referees would have to. Yeah, no, I, well, that's the thing. I but see, there was something like, but terms of it, maybe make them, make them perform better. If there was some oh, kind I, of I, I don't know, some kind of punishment system or whatever you want to call it, but well, they can't just keep plodding on because it's wasting the game up here. That, see, honestly, well, people going about why people don't watch Scottish football, no, it's the referees that are part of the problem that makes Scottish football look a bit like a joke to the outside world. Terence, I said to Mark yeah. on the last podcast, I said, we've we've part-time referees here who are, for me, looking at all referees, they're more experienced than the full, full-time referees of in Scotland. I, I agree with you, but even, even in from my side of it, from the rugby side of it, I, I, if there's a rugby, if there's a referee ref in one of the local matches, there's a, there's an adjudicator at the match watching him. Like. Mm-hmm. There's a guy watching him at the match, and if he's making X, Y, and Z decisions, he has to explain to you, man, why did you make that decision? Like, Do you know, and and like if he's if he's if he's if he's if he does it and he's brutal, he doesn't get as like Mark said, he doesn't get the he doesn't get the he doesn't promote himself up and continually go up. Do you know, but I agree with you, Paul. Sure, some of the referees in the in the League of Ireland and all that would be ten times better than the guys in mm-hmm. the guys in the SPL. Mm-hmm. But like that that is, I, I don't like you meant beating at all. But that ten that one today, the 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 one at the end. I thought it was a normal penalty to send to Hibbs. The one that staff and pushed him out. I Yeah. That, that, I thought it was, I, and when I saw it from behind, I was shitting myself, Terence. Like I really was. Like I was like, Jesus Christ, this I is a penalty. Uh, it's only it's only when they showed it from down the line, so to speak, straight to the goal. I, it, it, how obvious it looked, and the referee was standing ten yards away, fifteen yards away, looking straight at us. I couldn't I couldn't believe that he didn't give a penalty. I David Wydera said that it was the linesman that overruled the referee yesterday, Mark. The linesman overruled the referee. It was actually the linesman that gave the penalty. So why can't they do that every game? So the linesman, you know, getting more involved in the game. But surely, Paul, it's the referee. Surely, if the linesman play and he suggests that it's a penalty, surely the referee mm-hmm. is referee in the match. He can overrule the linesman and say, "No, I didn't think that was a penalty." Well, well the referee's decision's final, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying, Mark. Surely, if the linesman comes in and says that's a penalty, and the referee going, "Why do you think it was a penalty?" Oh well, look. To be honest, from where I was, I didn't think it was a penalty. I thought his hand was by his side. We just say for argument's sake. So I'm not giving the penalty. 
just because the linesman flags for a penalty doesn't mean the referee has to give a penalty. You know, the referee's the man refereeing the pitch, refereeing the game. If he feels, if he feels he's seen the, he's seen the incident himself and he doesn't think it's a penalty, regardless of whether the, the linesman does think it's a penalty, it's like it's like a yeah, it's like I suppose a, a getting out to keep going off the sport. If I go into the rugby a, a TMO going, I think that's a try. I think that's whatever. I think it is a try. It isn't a try. Or I think he should have done this. I think he should have done that. The referee's the man who makes the final decision. I mean, if if the if the linesman flies for a penalty. And he thinks it's a penalty. And he says, well, listen, the referee's looking at it going, I don't think that's a penalty. I'm not going to get it. They've got Rob saying as well, neither the, the Hibs players actually kind of were looking for it. When it you know, they didn't, the Hibs players no, didn't look for it. And I'm surprised, Mark, because as I said, when he saw it, I just thought, oh my God, how did he get away with that one? I think like, the, the thing was like, it was kind of more dangerous on by Stafford, like, because these are penalties that you see given. Do you know what I mean? It was a big risk, like. Well, his two hands were on his two yeah. hands were on back. That was the biggest problem. Even mm-hmm. even if someone might say, well, he went if he goes down easy or whatever. But if you got your two hands on on an opposition inside the, on uh, an opponent in your box, you're you're running a serious risk, especially in a Celtic player of giving away a penalty. I think that was more on 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 Starfield's decision making there, Terence kind of losing the head in the game I, think, I, I, I really like Starfield I think he's mm-hmm. I think he's been really good in the air he, we all know he wouldn't be the most comfortable with the ball at the feet but I always thought he was been excellent in the air but as again I keep going back to since the, that Ross County game the other day when that fellow came on and gave him the clatter he was rattled beyond all mm-hmm. belief mm-hmm. and I think I think teams have kind of sussed it and kind of gone put a kind of a big guy on him and kind of I won't you know like rough him up so to speak but you would expect the centre back especially playing in Scotland, to know that the likelihood is he's going to have a centre-forward. If there's a big centre-forward coming on, he's coming on and he's coming on for a reason. He's coming on with, it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle. He's going to be flying in, he's going to be, there's going to be arms, there's going to be legs, there's going to be elbows, there's going to be whatever, flying in all directions. But you, you, you need Starfield to be stronger. Even for the goal, Starfield should have tried to be a bit more physical with your man O'Halloran. Either when he went out to the, when he went to, when when Joe Hart made made a save, Terence uh, from from Nesbis, when Stafford went out to do the clearance, and he just totally miskicked the ball altogether. He was at the wrong side. Like it, it was really a a poor performance by by, by Stafford today, and, and I think maybe the occasion could have got to him. Or so, but I would have taken Stafford off today, and I, I would have I would have ball on on Welch. You know, I thought that was the decision that. It, and you would have done. I'd say the only reason they didn't, Paul, is because because Celtic are so tricked there with players. He's probably thinking, mm-hmm. I'm not going to take off a fifth guy within reason to bring on another defender because I if if we lose another player to injury or if we take if, if they take off the they've already taken off Turnbull if they'd taken off Bergman's Starfield who came off the pitch and he wasn't injured. And then someone else goes down, and they have to take them off. Say Kyogo tweaks, and he's off. And then someone else goes down because it looked like Mikey Johnson had pulled his hamstring at another stage of the game as well. Mm-hmm. He was back at one stage. Maybe, maybe, maybe that was probably the only reason. Paul and Ange probably thought, "Look, I just have to leave Minder. He's he's going to have to figure this out himself. He's a big boy." But, but, but was, but was that about with Mikey Johnson as well? Why did he get booked? He 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 got booked, Mark, because when he was substituted, he was on the far side of the pitch, and do you know the way you can go straight off. 
you can go off if you're like when you're a substitute, you can go off the pitch and you can walk around. Right, but he didn't he, he would be substitute that. Oh he you know, he, 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 he did, he was walking and then he obviously he'd seen it, but he looked like he was walking and then he kinda of walked back over. Well, right, I didn't think he knew he'd been substituted. I thought that's why he was just like walking about the park looking about. I didn't think he that is the that is the that that is the rules now, do not it? You have to go off the nearest, the nearest available spot kind of thing that's the reason I thought he didn't know he was actually getting took off that's why it just kind of plodded back onto the park but it is Mark like it's another could be another two injuries like Mickey Johnson and 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 Tom but like you know what I mean it's really Taylor went off like we're, we're really getting down to the bare bones but I think with the Tomball one, at least we can push McGregor into a more natural position and play a beat on there because, like you said, it, it brings a more balance in the team. Left-back, we, we have Montgomery or Scales that, that, that can fit in there, but I think... On I'd the like, to get, wing, I'd there, like to get Scales in there, Paul, as well. For, even for his height, it's set pieces and things like I'd that. I'd say Scales uh, in left wing, Mark, because like, I, know, I know Scales can play left wing. Do you know what I mean? I, I play him there, like... Montgomery and Scales like, but I think Montgomery struggled against Ross County the other night Mark you know uh, just, I think Scales adds a bit of height to the team as, oh, like the overall team for set pieces yeah. in that yeah it's needed like. but they were talking about uh, that, uh, that you're a boy in that but I mean Ange came out before that game and said that this gives you a chance to see young players that we're going to be relying on as we move forward and yet, yeah, they just keep vanished back. Do you get what I mean? It's not even not even in the first team squad again, Mark. Or or thing like Shaw. Shaw always seems to be on the bench. At least, uh, at least, at least he seems to be getting in, in and about the, yeah. the team. So he must maybe just waiting on a like a chance kind of thing. But I mean, some of the other young guys have got to got to kind of. They've not let us down so far. That was my mm, point uh, about the guys there around when I was saying is if they're saying that they're asking the same guys to keep going to the well. If you've got two or three guys like a Shaw that can come in, like an Origi that can come in, you you need to use them. Like if, if, as, without repeating myself, but if they're not good enough to come in again like a home for argument's sake or in the SPL away to St. Johnson or home to St. Mirren or away to Dundee or if they're not good enough, if he doesn't believe that they're good enough to do that, you know, then... Then you're filling the spot. You're filling the spot. You're filling the spot and benches with two guys. You're not gonna. You're, you have no intention of playing. I, I know whether I make sense now or not. But what I'm no, saying. No, but, but that's what Mark was saying anyway. Mark was constantly said that in the podcast that we should be able to rest players, Mark, against likes of Dundee, St. Mary, and bring in the likes of Sean and Orahidi. Do you know what I mean? And and let them play in these matches. You know. Because it helps our progression in that. Yeah. Paul, they're only going to get better playing in competitive games. And as I said, they've, they've, they've not let us down when we have called upon them. No, so fairness to them. We need to put, a, put out a team full of youngsters kind of idea, but there's no reason why even, like, their Starfield, what, maybe Starfield take him out the firing line for a game and, like, play Yuragahidi in there. I've even said as well, play Ralston mm-hmm. at centre-back and see how we can do. But guys like Sean, that, get them into the team... Even, or break. I, and when, even when we're game, see if we're sitting at 2 nothing up or that, get them on then when they're we're controlling the game, we're in charge of the game so they know how it feels to play for Celtic and be running games and things like that. There's no point in these guys just sitting in benches, Paul, and 
not getting any game time. Because we've seen it, we've seen it with umpteen young players over the last couple of seasons. They're just going to leave. Without, without mm-hmm. us knowing what, do you get what I mean? But these players are leaving without us knowing what they're going to do, what, how good they're going to become, or how how rubbish they are. Either way, but at least then we'll know. I mean, you're saying look at Connell, look at Connell. I think look at Connell will still end up a, a real good player for somebody. Mm-hmm. And it should have been us. Most definitely. It should have been us. When you see the two, when you see the two boys' performances, Mark against, against, against uh, in the in Europa League or Europa, yeah, it's like, like looks like a he looks like a monster. He's he's been like a tank, and he, I thought he had a cracking game. I thought, and he, he, was, and, and, and he wasn't but, afraid to go in for tackle either, Terence. And any uh, time he went in for tackle, he he kind of got his time in right. He 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 won the ball, like you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's that's another that's another that's another lead that you could say, okay, look, okay. Stick him in. He can. Play, I think he's, he can play right back or centre back, if I'm not mistaken. I played. He played stick right back in pre season, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, and I know. I think after the West Ham game, he kind of got whipped off, and he hadn't been seen since. But with the greatest respect, it was one. It was West Ham, and two, he had Barkas and goals, so it was a bad combination all around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, just there, what you said there about, about, about scales, right? Um, we're playing St Johnston on the twenty sixth, and we know how. Physical and tough, St. John's had 11 men behind the ball. Like, that's an, an ideal game considering the injuries you have. Is the player, uh, play a player like Scales' is height to give us a different option to have some in the box to break down these teams? Because that's what I'm screaming about. Like, we're putting balls into against Livingston, St. Johnston's, and, and Ross County's. We're putting some sweet balls into the box. But there's, there's no one there with heights. Like ideal game for skills to be to be in that team for us. You know what I mean? I I that's still where I see him playing at left back and left wing right enough, Paul. But you've said you've seen him playing there. That's good enough. Yeah. But I just overall, Paul, we've not got much height in the team at all. So if you've got a player like Skills sitting there, if he's good, it's really he's got to be an option. I don't see why he's not had more game time, Paul. Because again, yeah. he's never well, I, he's I've never been like, oh, aye, since definitely. He came in. I have like. You know what I mean? I know now. Ah, you're a bit of a, fa- you know, you're a, like a fanboy, he, but I mean, he's pro- for me, he's proven he is a decent enough player. He is like, and, and he's getting up and down that ring as well, and he he he, he does put in some decent crosses as well. Like like our next two games now, right? Of Saint Mirren, Saint Johnston. We've sit we've Saint Mirren on Wednesday. Uh, we've Saint Johnston then on next Sunday, and then we have the we've hit then on twenty ninth. Three quick games in, in in a lot of days. Like like, Ange needs to kind of use the players back at his dis- disposal. Like, and why not use Scales, Shaw, Yorhidi? You know what I mean? I I can't really see using Yorhidi when we have Ras and, and Jovanovic there. But I drop Abada and I'd put Jovanovic into right wing. You know, well, I really would. I don't know about that. It's a big either. call. I don't know. It's a big I, call. I, I, like. I, I, I'd bring Mikey Johnson no. over to the right and I'd give I'd, I'd, I'd have Mikey Johnson on the right and I'd give Young Watt the right and the left. That's what I'm saying. The option I'm saying that is was Mikey Johnson kind of feeling the hamstring today again like you know what I mean? You know? It could be just a case it could be just a case Paul that guys like them they, they just they just maybe the muscles tighten up because yeah. of the intensity they play but uh, like if 
as I said, and I have been one of his worst critics, Mikey Johnson, but if he's a fit, I'd be playing... Do we rest Kyogo for the next game? Not a question. If Kyogo was in any doubt, I would... If Kyogo was in any doubt at all, I'd play... Yeah, I would parents. You know? You do. At the same time, it's a stick or twist because you can't afford to drop any more points before then either. You know what I mean? If Kyogo isn't fit to play... My opinion is I'd stick him on the bench, and if you needed him for the last twenty minutes, maybe you could bring him on. But I would, I would go on what you were saying there. I definitely wouldn't be playing Juranovic on on the on the right wing or whatever. I don't think he's. I think he. I think he's much better for the back to park. Me, oh, what, as I said, what about Radisson? Because we've seen how far he can get up that pitch, and and Radisson's <laughs> distribution this season has been. I think Radisson's distribution has been the best in the club at the moment in putting balls and passes into into the team. It's a, it's a, it's a perfect option because the one thing you know he's going to do as well is he's going to track back. Yeah. He's going to he's going to track back. He's going to follow the the their left their left wing. He's going to follow him back all day long. And yeah, he's he's crossing his crossing has been his crossing has been superb. Thing on us about Radisson as well, like. He doesn't seem to tire. You know what I mean? He just keeps going for the whole ninety minutes. Like he doesn't doesn't stop. Like like a pure example of Andrew's system is Anthony Ladson. We don't stop. We we stop for half time. We go get. He's the perfect example, Mark. Isn't he? Anthony Ladson of Andrew's system. He probably system. just jogs in the spot or during half time as well. Just yeah, it doesn't even stop for half time. He just stones there running. Like, he just keeps going. Like energy level seems to be there all the time. Like and. See, That's just, see, just, as soon as he came on the day, when, uh, first thing he'd done is take us. When did you see size his arms? His, his arms were massive, Paul. Honestly, he's like a bodybuilder under that top, I think. He is like the big block. Like, Rough. You know what I mean? You know, I th- I'd, I'd say he'd be nearly the, the most physical person we have in the team, I'd say, Mark, would be him and, and Vickers, I said. Aye, aye. Vickers is a big block as well, like, you know what I mean? You know, get them in a UFC octagon and see how they go. Eh? You know, but <laughs> like my main, like I, I just, I just want to tip back to Abadath for 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 a minute there before we go, like because I know he's young, like he's a young lad. He only came in, like, but it it is really worrying how his form has really dropped, and it's not just the last couple of weeks. This has been. I say, Mark, for two, three months, I say, really, hasn't well, there? If he injured, you know? Paul, mind he picked up the injury and he, he was got injured, for a while. He picked up, and I'm wondering, Mark, what, has that been, what, was that COVID-related? You know, like, I, need to, I need to check that because... No, I'm, you know, you say, I'm sure you said that before, Paul. Yeah, you know, I think he was caught in the COVID situation as well, Mark, and he hasn't been the same player since he... And I'm wondering, Mark, is he not up to full, full fitness either? And he has to play this so many games because of our lack, lack, lack of options really at the moment, Mark, isn't this? You know? Ah, well, if, no, if it's still a, if it, if it's that probably it's still affect him, he shouldn't be playing. So, you know what I mean? Because he's not even doing the runs. No, as I said earlier, Paul, there was a one the day and I thought, there was a, a through pass and I thought he's going to skin him. And it just, Mark, I was reading up about that was his main strength, was running at the player. 
does run that player. Well, we've even seen, he's he's, we've even seen it, Paul, earlier on the season. He's actually burst a pace. We spoke about mm. it with Mikey as well. His burst a pace was frightening. And it just doesn't seem to, doesn't even seem to have that. You know, it's just, uh, it's just, it's a strange one. What's your take? What's your take on the Terrence? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like Mark said, like, I mean, he was one of those fellas you watched him when he was first in, and over the first 10 yards, you're thinking, my God, yeah. God. Yeah. He, he used, like, if he was, like, yeah. he, was two, if he was two or three yards behind the defender, if the ball was passed, passed or behind the defender, he was two or three yards behind the defender. By the time he got to the ball, he seemed to be two or three yards in front of the defender. Like, he was, over the 10-yard burst of speed, pace, he was loudly quick, but, like, it's not, it's not, like, even in the games I've seen him since I said he's come back, like, he's not getting the ball and, say, getting the ball and touching it down the line and relying on his pace that he's going to beat your man to the ball and he's going to whip it in. He, he doesn't seem to have that in his, in his locker anymore for some reason, I know it, it, it might it might have some effect. I'm not saying it does. Like I know Red Ransom bombs up down the line. He overtakes him. But when we have that in the left, Yasser is looking to receive the ball back. And Abadal's not even doing that. You get me? He's not even trying to get himself into space to look for the ball back. You get me? So there's something what really... Just, gonna, it's, a, you know? it's, a diff, it's, a it's a different person uh, pre-injury to post-injury. Yeah. In, in regards to the way the guy's playing, and look, maybe maybe it is as you said, maybe there's a COVID-related injury or illness or something there, and if it is, it's having a huge effect. But maybe I know I can understand what Mark is saying about he shouldn't be playing, and I can under I can agree with him there on that one. But it may be a case that Ange has no option but to play him. That might be the other problem. Do you know what I mean? He might just have he may not he might. Like he might be the only recognised guy that can play through the middle with the injuries. Obviously, assuming Kyogo is is okay now, but up to the point that there was no one else to come in to fill in there unless they decided to play Mikey Johnson in the centre role. And 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 in fairness to the lad, he's not he's 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 not doing too bad a job at the wing, but he's definitely not a centre forward. He'd get eaten alive in in the middle. No, no, he's not. And I think we we, we saw that. Um... Last season, you know, the season before when he, when he played up against the Rangers, weren't they? Yeah, yeah you he know? was even alive when he was when, under Neil Lennon when they put him up centre forward in the derby match in the box. He was even getting a kick in the ball. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it could be it could be just simply a case, Paul, that they 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 don't have an option and they have to play about it. And yeah. you know, he, he seems to be miles off where he was. Like, sum it up how you feel. We, do, we definitely need to get a striker in in January. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, you the Definitely door and get another striker in it. It is, it is, it is. Um, and I was only talking to Terence the other the other day about this, uh, about Jay Marcus, like, like all the all all the talk we've heard about him, Mark. <laughs> he seems to be out more times than than, than he's playing, don't he? You know. That's again just another strange one, isn't it, Paul? I don't yeah. as well. We we wasn't training, but we wasn't training. The last team he was waving, you know, for a few weeks and he wasn't playing, and then and that's not, that, that's actually a good point, actually, that Terence made in that mark. The three players who didn't have pre season are the three players that are consistently, yeah, you know, you know, because it's well, it's just the same, the same problem. The intensity is that uh, expects him to train it and expects the team to play it. It's just I think it's just a one hell of a shock to a lot of these player systems, Paul. Oh, without those. And that's without why those. I don't know where And it just shows Mark how and it 
when me and you were on there last week and I said it to you that if Celtic should, would have known about Ange before this appointment, the best time to have taken in Ange was after Blaine Rodgers when the players were at their, at their peak in fitness. Do you get me? And Lennon's after taking that fitness down another aye, level. So the starting again. <clears throat> Uh, if Anshu had replaced Rodgers, I'd have seen a kind of bit of continuity about that. Just probably yeah. the, the actual level with the overall standards, Paul. We even know as well that Anshu's come in and changed the main. Ronnie took pelters for Chopman changing the menu in the canteen and you weren't allowed to eat this. And then Neil Lennon went back to his kind of way of doing that and Anshu's came yeah. back in and went back right. to the kind of right, nay, tomato I don't know. No, no, some strange no, no, reason tomato ketchup seems to be one of the yeah. worst things in the world for you. Even as a diabetic, no, 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 I've been told yeah. to avoid tomato ketchup. It's Luca Connell, like, you know what I mean? Like, sorry, in terms of Luca Connell, going back two years, Mark, I'd say a lot of the first team went back two years as well under Neil Lennon. Bison, Rodjack, I mean, these players were nowhere near last season the way they are now. Do you know what I mean? Like, we were, we had them sore, Mark. We we said we didn't want Bison because he's inconsistent, he's, he's, he's always injured and thing. Roger, we said he's past this. Do you know what I mean? Bison had became a centre-back, Paul. Yeah, and it was, and that's why he was getting criticised. Aye, yeah, and I've spoke about it consistently, Paul. When he's playing that, centre, that CDM role, you can't fault Bison. You know, I mean, even the day, even he's meant to be sitting covering defence, but he's up there and he's he's and he's, well, he's, he's in the final well, third driving the team forward. The, when did you see Bison run with the ball? I know. You know what I mean? Run with the ball. And I was looking going today, and I saw Bison run with the ball. I was like, Jesus, like when's the last time we saw that, Mark? Like that's what Angers breeding into this team. Like you know what I mean? You know, like it, it's 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 night and day compared to last season. Like. And within six months that he's there, Mark, like, I think, in, in my own opinion, like, like this is, winning this cup is huge, like, for this, for this team, like, considering where we were, we had, we didn't even have a starting 11, what Terence said there. Oh, look at, uh, look at the, starting, look at uh, starting teams during, like, some yeah. of the pre-season friendlies. Uh, we couldn't even put out a team, exactly. We couldn't even put out a team. We didn't even have players on the bench to pro the team. We had beat on centre-back against Hearts. We had Scott Bain, yeah. which was. You know what I mean? Starfield was literally after getting off a plane and going and going to Pinecastle. You know, but going back to your other point there, Paul, you were saying about we were, you were saying about um, uh, Beaton and uh, Rogic and all that. Again, it's going back to the thing. It's no coincidence that these guys were there for the pre-season. Yeah. And, even if even if Andy's regardless regardless of even coming in after Brendan Rodgers, if Andy had even come in when the Eddie Howe Eddie Howe thing went to pair shift or when when Eddie, when Eddie Howe was supposed to come in, he'd probably, Mark, he'd probably I, said I said that to you, Mark, about about Roderick, that he said he was staying back, pulling out of all international football for the summer in Australia to concentrate on his fitness. So I think he actually kind of maybe knew that Ange was coming in and he knew the type of manager Ange wants and he knew he had to get his fitness levels up. You know? Ah, uh, it's a bit, bit of conspiracy theory, Paul, because it doesn't tie you. It doesn't... It doesn't... No, I totally understand what you're saying. Eh, 
but it doesn't tie in with chasing Eddie Howe kind of thing, didn't it? No, because he came out with that when we were meant to be still chasing Eddie Howe. Yes, but probably he did, yeah, he did. But uh, no, fair play, he did, 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 did come out and say that he was staying, I think, to work with his fitness and that, but I, did, I mean, Rogic, even beat on, you've got to say it, Ralston, they're like, they're like three new signings for us this season. It's like, yeah. just... Completely night and day for what we've seen for them in the last few years. Is Callum McGregor back with old Scott Brown there next to him? You know what I mean? We're seeing the talk. You know, the first I'm saying, but last season, Terence, we saw him covering Scott Brown. Do you know what I mean? We didn't see him push up or bomb up. Like today, we're seeing Callum McGregor control the game with the passing that we know he can do. Do you know what I mean? We didn't see that. That's the thing, even Turnbull was on the pitch, he doesn't, he's not up his... No, he doesn't. That's why no. I like Beaton or, as I say, any, like Beaton or a McCarthy playing that CDM role. Cause it it like that's his best role, Mark. No, it's not. Because you've seen with Scotland, Mark, he's more of an advanced no, role. No, I mean, with I, was, I can't even put the buzz I was watching. It was a video the other day, and it, see the amount of times that Cal McGregor was kind of, what the name, like, like, like Paul Scholes yesterday, arriving late in the box yes, and Scott. Yes. And when was the last time he kind of done yeah, that? He does it with Scotland, as you said, Paul, but when was the last time he'd done that with Celtic? Mm-hmm. We, need to, yeah, we need to get him there. See, what we're saying there, but I, well, I keep saying it, I don't like uh, Rogic and Turnbull playing in the same team. But McGregor and Rogic and McGregor and Turnbull, McGregor's got a, another dimension in his game than Rogic or Turnbull yeah. has, so they need that CDM in there for me to allow the to it does take the whole effect of um, it, it. It takes him out of the game, Mark. Really, doesn't this? Callum McGregor, like it takes him out of the game. Like Beeson is a great pass with the ball. You know what I mean? Like Beeson could pick out a pass. Aye, aye, long range, like mid range, long range yeah. passes. Aye, but I definitely prefer McGregor like that, pushing up that wee stage further up the park. If you look, if you look at Mark, I was looking at it because I remember we discussed this once before on it. And I looked at, if you looked at the position that Gregor played, especially under the likes of Rodgers, he was in that forward position because there was yeah. always, there was, there was Beaton and Brown or there was, Brown, was and, Brown, yeah, exactly. and then, Brown and then Cham or there was Brown and Armstrong. He was always nearly the number 10 position, McGregor. Or he was a little bit on the left side, but he was always, he was always, he was always right up forward. Whereas, whereas now he's come so far back. His, his natural instinct was to be like, if the ball went over him, he wasn't worried because Brown or Encham or Beaton. Well, it's not necessarily mindset. It's now his position. His, he, whereas I felt in Rogers' era in particular, he would have been much, much more of a nearly a ten role mm-hmm. in that area. He's much more of a, a six or an eight now position, as it says. He, he, he's a little bit. He's a little bit. He doesn't. He doesn't have a tendency to get on front of the ball as much now as he would have before. And he would have been there, as Mark was saying, he would have been the late burst into the box. The, you know, I mean, but, uh, certainly under the Rodgers era. Just for any younger viewers tuning in, you can Google what a number six and a number eight position is. Terrence showing his age there a bit. What Terrence is saying there, Mark, do you think that maybe Callum McGregor being captain, that he wants to kind of do that kind of role, what Terrence is saying, that number six, number eight role, to maybe have more control of the ball and the way we control our play. Well, it might be just even... I mean, what age is McGregor now? That's a good point. Fair, 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 fair
Is he's old as that? I thought he was only, I thought he was a wee bit younger, but maybe it's just maybe I'm guessing just maybe it's his game's just kinda of progressed. Like down down mm-hmm. that kind of kind of route. Do you know what I mean? And that's just kinda of the the player he's became. But I would like to I would like to see him getting a bit more involved in and about the box. Because we we know they can score these goals. Oh well doubt, yeah. And I mean, even the day there was a few times the ball fell to Rogic and you thought, oh, have a dig at that and he didn't he? but a few years back, that was Callum McGregor that was here, and you were saying, "Oh, have a dig at that." But yeah, I do. I do think it's the case of Martin. He because because previously he had the guys, the the four guys I mentioned behind him. He, if the ball was lost, he wasn't. Not that he wasn't worried about getting back. He wasn't as concerned. Whereas if he's forward now and he's with a Rogic or Turnbull, one of them or them playing. And the ball is lost. He knows there's probably only B turn back there, so he's mm-hmm. probably thinking in his mind, "I can't, I can't sacrifice myself or, you know, push myself too far." Maybe he's thinking then Beeson doesn't have the legs. No, it's not that. It's not that at all, Paul. It's, it's just it's just to make sure that he's there to help him out and cover. Yeah, yeah. It, I yeah. just think I just think he's he's thinking I I can't basically I can't get myself ahead of the ball and all of a sudden they're on the break and I'm leaving just one. Hold one number six there, and them charging. Look, I don't know what he's thinking, but that's what I, that's that's in my that's what I would be thinking because, like, if Rogic if it's if it's lost, you won't necessarily always see Turnbull if he's up there or Rogic necessarily flying back. But McGregor's always back like a like a bullet to cover, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go, uh, considering last season we dropped out of all cups early, the, the league was over early. Uh, for Celtic Mark to win the first trophy on, on, on season what does it mean to you and, and how, how, do you, how are you feeling today I'm delighted Paul really delighted we, st- we struggled a bit at times during the game but when the second goal went in well, we kind of rode our luck we're talking about that penalty the, the saves heart made and that, but just to get that trophy the first trophy of the season people can call it oh it's Mickey Mouse this whatever that's the trophy, man. That's the, the thing, Paul. Yeah, exactly. Do you get what I mean? See, if we want to win the treble, we need it to win this trophy today. And we've done it. Mm-hmm. Hey, we had a bad season last season, but we've bounced back and won the first available trophy that we can. And that's a, but I'm, I'm absolutely delighted, Paul. It's something like, for the, it's something for the, well fans, the fans to build on, yeah. the club to build on. There's, a, there's going to be a, good, a few good factor. If we can win the derby in the Especially second day, like, if we can win the January... The, the, the team's going you know what I mean it's a good team for the fans like you said there if we can win you know? the, this derby in the 2nd of January we'll be flying and as I said earlier on Paul once we get these new, some new signings in uh, this mid the winter break let players get recuperated and fix all their hamstring injuries but for us we'll just go flying for the rest of the season I'm really really delighted Paul it, really they can, they can take a lend of my knee brace <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Terence yourself? Yeah, same. It's it's uh, it's fantastic. It's it's considering we're the doldrums we would have been in last year, watching the rubbish to where we are now. It's 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 a, it's day and night, and it's it's del- it's brilliant for Ange. It's brilliant for the players, and it it can only instill confidence in them. It that's all it can do. Just to to say to them, look, we can do it. We have them. You know, and it and and it it'll just galvanise the team. And they look like a team. They look like guys who want to be with each other, who want to play yeah. with each other. It wasn't like last season where it looked so disjointed and so individuals. 
and even so much so down to the down to the the, the, the backroom staff. They have to be given a lot of credit as well. Do you know what I mean? Spe- special them. mention to John Kennedy, Paula. But, but well, I give credit, be... Mark. I said it, Mark. I, I, I give credit where credit's due. Like, I mean, the turnaround in this whole... Like, when I saw Kyogo's goal going in and the final whistle tonight and I saw I saw Gavin Strachan and John Kendi hugging Kyogo. Now, we didn't see that last season. No, but you know I, what I mean? No, but I noticed it you know, as well. That's just the whole buzz around the whole atmosphere, Mark. Do you know what I mean? It's just what Ann just brought in, Mark. Is, no, I noticed as well, it's Paul, just, was just, the subs. It's Ga- Gavin Stratton's telling the subs with today. Doing the subs. That wasn't yes, happening he under Lennon. And he was, doing, he was doing that all the time, Mark. Gavin Stratton is doing what you said he was brought in to do. Show the player the positions. Show them where they're supposed to go and what they're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Right. He's, he's, he's not in the dugout. He's not. Mark, remember that season we saw Gavin Strachan down the dugouts. Uh, that's not. No, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what he's up in the stands with the players, showing the players what they need to do. Do you know what I mean? Even 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 if you look at the the situation where I think it was Johnson, Mikey Johnson was coming off and Kyogre was due to come off around the same time and they weren't sure. Like you could see Ange and John Kennedy were talking together. They were discussing it. They were. There was someone else came into it. I don't know whether it was Steve McManus, Steve McManus, but someone else came in. There was a discussion. It wasn't like last year where one fellow was five yards over there shrugging his shoulders. Another fellow shrugging his shoulders at him yeah. or something. That's yeah, terrible. Yeah, shrugging his shoulders, shrugging his shoulders, and his hands in his pocket. Like you could, you could see there's there's a there's a there's a there's a team there, and you could see at the end where Andrews in with the trophy. He was like, they were like, they'll take a photograph. He goes, no, you'll take a photograph with all of us, and he mm-hmm. called out the entire the entire backroom team. To, to be there for the photograph. I mean, even, it was even a, when he went, if we one manager there a month, he'd Kennedy and Stranger, and even folk took a pop at him or that, of which he take day two in and Because probably, I've, I've said it before, and that Kennedy is supposedly a good coach. Stratton's supposedly good at what he does. They're Stratton knocked back a manager's job just a few weeks ago to stay on Denver. Exactly. Den- so he knows that. Exactly. Uh, Ange must have said to him, you know, I'm happy with the job you're doing. I've, do you get what I mean? And, it's a team effort. I think Hans is feeling like he's doing like Lennon was garbage. Lennon, the manager, no, Lennon was probably a bit. Lennon was probably a bit like your kind of Brendan Rodgers type of. It's all me, 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 me kind of thing. Whereas Hans like, well, I couldn't do this without all these guys backing me and doing what I'm telling them to do and them helping me with, with things. And that's that. what he said, Mark. See, that's what he said. He said that himself. Like, I need people in the wrong me who know these departments. And I would lean off them. Then he says, I'm, I know these departments myself, but I'm not an expert in these departments. Do you know what I mean? Trust, you know, there's, so, there's, there's obviously a massive level of trust there, Paul, for managers as well. Respect as well. He doesn't, he doesn't come across as a fellow that's going to you know, take stand idly by if people are trying to walk all over him. He, he doesn't give that impression. And if he thought any of the coaches were X, Y, or Z or whatever, like there's no way there's no way John Kennedy would have behaved last year or this year like he did last year with Ange because there's there's obviously there's obviously a respect there from the start there's a bit of mutual respect there and obviously a bit of trust and a bit of loyalty between them whatever he he obviously believes he obviously believes that the guys that are there that he he can work with them and he if he didn't he if he didn't I would have imagined he would have looked bringing his own guys at at least one of them a long time ago. So he I did that. Try him, like, and see. Wait, and the whole problem 
around Kennedy is is because there was so much disconnect around the whole club last season by the backroom staff and the first team and like you could you could or terms of stand there like you could see the two managers that either side of the dugout last season. Do you know what I mean? Kennedy and Lennon. They weren't even kind of discussing things. No, you know I mean? no, just the, there was no kind of, uh, there was no kind of connection at all with them. They never looked as if well, there was a connection in the dugout or nothing. And now you see, like you see, Gavin Strachan, not even in the dugouts. He's up in the stands, showing the players what they need to do when they come on. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that's proper management, Mark. Him uh, and letting the coaches do their job. And then he'll have the final reward. Then maybe as a booster, or you know, what I mean, go on here now, do what you need to do, and you know, you know, follow the instructions by the coaches. You know, you know. I, mean, I, st- I still think I should maybe pr- probably bring in a ga- like a guy yourself, unless he has just mm-hmm. I don't know totally clicked with John Kennedy. We don't know because it seems to be working anyway so far. But I think. And I still think if he did want to bring in his own man, just even his own number two, I don't think the board would have a problem with that. You know, we've spoken mm-hmm. about how the board need to back him come January and transfers and that. I don't think there's any doubt of that. And unless it was something totally miles out, I don't think the board would actually turn down any kind of suggestions and and brought brought to them, Paul. I really don't. Like I was even thinking to myself the other day. Does John Kennedy actually want to be a manager? Is he happy being an, well, an assistant? We spoke about that before as well, Paul. A lot of guys, a lot of guys prefer like the, a happy being in the kind of coaching side of things without the pressure mm-hmm. of actually being the main man. I mean, we spoke as well before about Liam Brady. I mean, imagine me yeah. Liam Brady in charge of the Celtic Academy for all the years he'd been in charge of Arsenal's. Wow. And we've said as well, Liam Brady... Celtic played great football under Liam Brady as well. So it's just certain guys have got certain kind of roles. I mean, we spoke as well about like Van der Sar and Mark Overmars at Ajax. Who would have said that Mark Overmars and Van der Sar... Exactly. And Manchester United no, were screaming to get him, man. Aye, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just guys, I mean, you would never have thought for a minute that they... Oh, you'd have seen them maybe going into management and Chancellor Aram, but they'll just kind of bypass that and into a kind of higher level. And... Mm-hmm. Well, fair dues, it's a bit of a different gravy at Ajax because like a dominant team in Holland. But that's the kind of level Celtic should be looking at, Paul. We should be looking to be like the Ajax or the PSG of Scotland. Just never mind all we this need, kind of... We, need, we really need, Mark, to go back to producing our own players again, don't we? You know, bringing, getting young players into the squad, producing our own players and, you know, because... I can't remember the last time I, I saw a young player come into the same team that dazzled me. You know? But, but they're not all, the like, no all going to dazzle you, Paul. Yeah, but to step up to the challenge, like yeah, Welsh now is doing a good job. Well, I still, think, I still honestly yeah. think we do all right. We could, we could do mm. a lot better, but what was it? Uh, was there six, six academy players in the squad the other night? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, I mean, at a club like Celtic, where fans demand we buy players and, oh, why are we not signing people, why are we not signing Ibrahimovic and things like that? I mean, for, a, for fans that have got that kind of expectation, Paul, that we should just be spending Probably money. To have six academy players in a squad, I think, that's, I think we're doing well. And maybe heading a wee bit more towards that kind of direction. 
it'd be good. It'd be good to see if Celtic could ever get a situation where maybe they probably have. I don't know, but someone from uh, and the sporting side of it to go and basically spend time at Ajax and see how their their template is and look at say, okay, this is how do this is the way we do it at Celtic. Let's see how they. Do it, didn't they? Did they? Did they? Did they? Did they? Did they? Was it? Not Chelsea. Uh, sorry, Klopp. St. Dahl. He's uh, when he took over Liverpool, and he 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 brought some of his German coaches with him as well and stuff. But he actually sent these English-based coaches off to Bruxy Dortmund to see the structure that he left in Bruxy Dortmund. Klopp. Yeah, it'll know? be it be very interesting to see Paul how the how a club in similar makeup like Celtic with Ajax, how they differ and do things differently to how Celtic do things. Mm-hmm. I, especially with their academy setups and and the way they're they get like they have like they just churn up players. They just they're like a factory where young guys just coming through and coming through and coming through. And it'd be very but, interesting to see how they how they do that and if Celtic could try and implement obviously certain aspects of it into the into the Celtic way and see if that would help them to, to improve player improve I can, the yeah, uh, like I think Klopp is the best man joker at the moment in in terms of football. The way, and I can see what and I can see kind of similarities though between Ange and Klopp is that Ange has a youth system and you saw it as well, Mark, that he is the Colts team are playing the same system as the first team, so they're playing the positions that they're ready to come into the first team. Klopp has the exact same thing in Liverpool, and he I put out. I don't do that, Paul. No, Ajax, if you're getting through Ajax, that, if you're getting through Ajax, you're academy, Paul. You're learning to play left back. You're learning to play right wing. You're learning to play centre. Position, do you yeah, get what I mean? Position, yeah, every position, yeah. And see the thing about you it know? as well. But terms of saying, I, I do agree with you, terms. But looking back to how fickle Celtic fans can be, if you sell, mm-hmm. the Ajax sell a player for twenty-five million, thirty million, whatever. And neither bring in a yeah, exactly. neither That's bring in a they have another player then yeah another player to come into that position Mark don't they neither have another player to come into that position or they'll do it Celtic they maybe spend four or five million pound on that player yeah. their fans accept yeah. that whereas a lot of Celtic fans don't accept that you know what I mean if it's they it's like we soak here and Tierney and every, for probably for the next twenty thirty year every Celtic left back is going to be compared to here and Tierney. Just like years ago, every Celtic fullback was compared to Danny McGrain. It depends on your generation. So Celtic, mm-hmm. if Celtic sell these players, they're looking. A lot of the fans are looking for. Oh, we need to spend big money to replace them. Whereas the Ajax fans and the club stick by. Ethos say, no, we'll just keep producing Marine players. And that's a, I, I said it before. That's a lot of young players at Celtic. It's really, really hard for them to get accepted with a lot of the support because they just expect to. It's just, it's just every mistake a Celtic player makes pure. There, we're talking about Starfield. He's not a young player, but he's a poor game no. today, and that's him again. Rubbish. He's not good enough to young play Dembele for Celtic. Isn't uh, isn't far away either, Mark? I believe, isn't he? Young Dembele. I don't think he. That I don't think he'll be here next year. I don't think he'll be here next year. And there's another. He's you know, another one. It's just I know. I know. Because he's the kind of player you would look to. You'd like to see thrive under playing uh, yeah, under Ange. Yeah, he would. I think he would. Because I mean, like Simon Priest, maybe Ange, like maybe Ange can turn his head a bit and get him to sign a new contract to, to stay on. Maybe. Well, they were talking about players like maybe 
Look at Coral, lost two years of their kind of career. What's them belly lost between Neil Lennon and between his injury? Because Neil Lennon told me he would be part of the squad. Uh, and then and then didn't have nervous. No, but mm-hmm. again, Paul, it's hard to put a young player into a squad that's struggling. Because then he exactly. becomes a kind of what? He's, ah, he's a target. Ah, everybody's. Then you could see that kind of Lee Lennon was kind of protecting him so, Mark. Aye, mate, aye. In a way, you was, Paul, because if he could, oh, this guy's a wonder kid. We're drawing nothing each with Livingston or whatever. Get this wonder kid on, and then he doesn't do anything. It's all how, what's he no doing that? He's meant to be brilliant, and it just piles on mere pressure. It's easier to put, bring young players into a winning team than it is a team that's struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it for tonight, lads. Uh, Terence, do you want to add anything before we go? No, no, just a, just a marvellous day, to be honest. Marvellous mm-hmm. day today. Um, the first, hopefully, of uh, many many more trophies for Eng and uh, delighted. Delighted for him, delighted for the players, delighted for the support, just everyone. It's just It's just great. It's great to see Celtic back where they rightly belong. Simple as that. Now, so that's just a, another trophy closer to being the most successful team in the world as well. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> but is it four or four? Four short, is it now? Was that matter? Yeah. yeah. No, four, well, Rangers, they're the most successful team in the world, according to them, aren't they? I think it's only, yeah, I think yeah, it's only three or four behind we are now. So see if they're saying that we'll overtake them next season. Uh, as the, the song went from the 90s, he's big in Japan, but now he's big in Glasgow. Uh, Kyogo was the star of the cup final today with two stunning strikes delivering Celtic the first trophy of the season. Uh, thanks to Terence for coming on. Thanks to you guys on the, on the live chat for joining us. Uh, uh, hopefully again we'll be back on Thursday night for... Uh, the St. Mary pre uh, reaction if you want to join us. Uh, Mark will now close the show. Mate, thanks very much, Paul, just for everything you did on here and behind the scenes. Terms, thanks very much again for coming on, mate. It's always good to hear you. Thanks everybody who yeah. joined us on the live chat. Bobby, Rab, United Island sitting there steaming, singing to himself somewhere in Glasgow probably. Just really appreciate all the support. Remember, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button, and if you know how, please leave a comment. Hail, hail, and God bless. Good night. Night, night. Thank you. This episode of the Boz and Bovo podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.